0: They paid for that D.
1: It just feel. Oh, God. They paid for that D? Somebody paid oh, that. They oh, no, that no, no. Travis just unknowingly. Ugh. Hello. Hello, you
2: little cuties. <laughs> Welcome to sports. This is the podcast that loves you so much. And it ends with a question mark, but it starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. He's Travis.
1: Hi.
2: She's Christina. Hello. And this is today's question.
1: Hey, Katie. It's Leslie from Michigan. I watched the challenge last week, and it feels like Jay and Teresa are going to get punished for making an excellent game move. So my question for you, who is worse at unwritten rules, MLB or the challenge? Let me leave it.
2: Leslie, a question for the record books. What a good one. Travis, you seem to have a strong reaction when she talked about what happened. Oh, love. You mean it, by the way, Leslie, when she said what happened with Jay and Teresa, what, go ahead. You just go ahead.
0: Jay just totally mishandled the situation. Just fumbled it. Like you can't make promises like, well, first of all, spoiler alert. uh, You can't make promises like he did and then just not hold up any of them. You know
2: what's happening is I'm realizing now, first of all, that the microphone that we went through all these lengths to get you ain't doing much for you. You sound horrendous but also (laughs) i'm an episode behind because here's the thing about watching two seasons of the challenge concurrently one being old and one being this current one uh first of all i can't watch without dan and dan went away for the weekend and second of all it's hard to keep track so i was like hopefully travis will start talking about what jay and uh jay and what's her face did uh Teresa, teresa and it'll ring a bell to me and it's not and now i'm like oh i didn't see that episode yet But it's okay. I'm gonna, we can still make it work. I just wanted to make that clear that I can't chime in on that specific thing because I haven't.
0: Well, I have a question. You said Dan went away for the weekend, but the show was on Wednesday.
2: Well, yes. But so, weekend to a comedian is Thursday through early on Sunday. And so he left on Wednesday because he did something in his his apartment that he still lives in but doesn't live in. Um, and he had to fix his fridge or something. Gotcha. Travis, you know what? It's not what the question's <laughs> about, okay? I didn't see the episode yet. I wasn't prepared to talk about it. And I think that's fine. The reason I chose this question was because – It's a fantastic question regardless of what happened with Jay and Teresa. And I think it brings up an important thing, an important distinction that I've recognized through my rewatch of The Challenge. I'm not sure if I've said it here, but it's worth reiterating. It helps people understand the show's long arc, like the long game that the producers are playing. And it's that there are seasons where the entire goal is to create drama. Like the rules of the game itself are kind of secondary to the fact that the whole point is to make friends into enemies so that they'll have plenty of drama to run on for the next season and the next season and the next season. It's like something they do when things get a little boring. It's like what they did with uh, Vendettas and they did it like Dirty 30 and Vendettas. I think we're back to back. And it was just like a bunch of really dirty plays. It forced people to play a dirty game. So I think Double Agents is one of those seasons they're forcing you to play a dirty game where even the nice thing or like the thing that would typically be seen as like a slight like a mean thing of sending someone into an elimination is actually also seen as a nice thing because you have to go into an elimination in order to earn your way into a final and so it all depends on how you sell it and how it's received by other people and as we've seen the reason the show is good is because these people are not always self-aware enough to just be like, hey, that's no big deal. It doesn't hurt my feelings that you did that. Instead, most of them are like, I'm going to hold this against you for the rest of your life when it wasn't that big of a deal. So I hate the unwritten rules in Major League Baseball. And a main reason I hate them is because Major League Baseball on their official accounts is now like celebrating the broken unofficial rules. But then in the actual game, they're like, still enforcing them which i think is playing both sides and isn't fair i think the ones in the challenge are 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 less egregious because the ones in the challenge are like yeah the rules kind of don't matter it's a television show whereas in baseball it's like the rules are supposed to matter so if they're unwritten and they're so important i don't know write them down
0: the only rule in the challenge is you can't punch somebody
2: Mm. and even that i've seen them get a little
0: we've uh, seen them the winners steal money from their teammates and pass, like, so there is no rules Are we saying or he and rules.
2: And stole the money from his
0: teammates? Well, we- Johnny and Sarah were teammates and it was offered to him that you can take her portion of it and then Ashley did it also.
2: But it was part of the rule. But it was th- part of the rule.
0: But there is, like, that's what I'm saying, like, there is no, like, defined rules. You do what you want. Mm. But ever since you brought up the whole, like, trying to create enemies for future seasons it's changed how i like watch this season
2: i feel like a season like this current one and christina are you not watching it you don't have to but you should
1: still feel at least a little interested in how fantastic the show is (laughs) i'm (laughs) gathering all of the inside details here and i'm loving it i have not watched it yet these
2: seasons like this current season double agents is for the is like the favorite Kind of season for people who have watched the challenge for a long time, because you're just like, let's see who falls for it. Let's see who lets the producers insert themselves into the interpersonal relationships of this cast and let's see where it goes. If you watch it and you're not as familiar with that, you just get frustrated because you're like, why is she so mad about that? Why is he so mad about that? Or you say something like, it feels like Jay and Teresa are going to get punished for making an excellent game move. I can see that being frustrating, but it's frustrating on purpose. And if you remove your emotions from it and you just watch the way they handle it, you'll find quickly which people are growing as people and which people are are not. (laughs) And I think that is why I watch the challenge because I want to know who's improving and who's still not.
0: I forget like sometimes why someone hates somebody because it happened 10 seasons ago where so-and-so smiled at someone and The other person got offended by it, and they hold it. They do hold grudges like pitchers and batters getting hit, though. I will say that.
2: You'd like to think, I mean, I think that like the p- producers are reminding people of reasons why they don't like somebody in those interviews so that they can create the whole point of the challenge is to get you to watch the challenge. And baseball it, it hides behind the love of the game. It's we're here for the love America's of the pastime. America's pastime. This means something to our great nation. And the challenge is like, you like TV? We make TV. You want to watch more TV? Check this out. <laughs> And it's like, okay, cool. I actually, in my old age, appreciate the honesty from a television show. Like even The Bachelor, which has, in seasons past, I've marveled at the producers in the way that they are able to make it work. They've gotten to a point where I'm like, it's not about love. Can we all just say it's not about love and then we can get on with this? But if they admit that, then it's, you know. Speaking of, of,
0: we we don't do Bachelor, Bachelor updates, but I do, Claire and Dale apparently are having some issues right now.
2: (gasps) what
0: apparently they didn't no. discuss on where they were going to live
2: no way Claire and Dale the drive through couple that was created <laughs> in four episodes of a television show the woman who was ready to say she was entirely in love with someone who looked entirely uncomfortable for all of it the two people who were in a relationship and the the man using a selfie stick was filming them in the kitchen and he said hey mama they broke up no well, way they seemed so authentic they
0: didn't break i don't want to say they didn't break up they're just having some issues right now with communication on they broke up i don't did they officially break up
1: i thought he said on his instagram like we broke up i saw an instagram post i don't watch the bachelor bachelorette i saw an instagram post that he posted. I don't know if she did, but I saw he posted saying that they were taking time away from each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means they officially broke up. Look,
2: they're not married. So taking time away from each other is just their way of saying we're breaking up, but we're testing the (laughs) waters to see if you guys still care about us when you think we're breaking up. Because if people are like, that's okay, Dale, we still love you. Then they're going to be like, yeah, 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 we're done. But you can't go on this show – and not benefit from it because that kind of throws a wrench in the plan here's what dale did he posted a picture of a notes app on his instagram saying that they weren't dating and then copied and pasted the text of the notes app into the caption of the instagram post (laughs) which was a picture of a notes app which is like dude (laughs) who's this for like there's not a single type of person that you're solving for of like Oh, sometimes if you just transcribe a video in your caption, that's for people who may be deaf or can't, you know, watch the video for whatever reason. This was literally text that said words, text that said words, same words said in both. Dale, get interesting for me, buddy. Be interesting.
0: So she posted four days ago. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the beginning. I was made aware of our, quote, mutual statement at the same time you all were.
2: Damn. You know oh. what that is? That is, um, oh, I was going to say fennel. I'm trying to think of a spice I don't care about because that's what that is. That is spiciness that I could not care less <laughs> about. <laughs> what the is that drama that their mutual statement wasn't mutual? I'm busy. I don't care. You guys broke up. We were right. We knew you're immature. You need to grow up going on a reality show to find love was not the move for you learn to love yourself and then find somebody who loves the self that you love can we please move on yes okay if you have a question that you want us to answer and then use to talk about other stuff entirely unrelated to your question just like leslie from michigan who we love and we mean it you can always leave us a voicemail at i don't know at (laughs) 860-506-5571 hello you two what's going on hello How, how we doing we're good. Um, I was I, I made a commitment to Travis, and I need to uphold it. Uh, we are to start friendly banter today with a question for Christina, uh, and that question in the in the tradition of sports journalists is.
1: Let's talk a little bit about how you put shaving cream in your hair <laughs> instead of dry shampoo. Tell me about that. Travis, I said that to Twitter in total confidence <laughs> that Twitter <laughs> that Twitter would not out me and and you did. So, okay, here we are. That's um, the he snitch-tagged. He snitch-tagged me and said like <sighs> this is where we start the podcast this week and so I had to do it. Um well, you see, so I worked very late last Tuesday. I worked probably from about 7.30 in the morning until about 2.30 the next morning. So not fun. Um, I fell asleep for maybe four hours. And then my boyfriend decided that that day was a great day to start his gym workouts at 6 a.m. So great. His alarm's going off. I'm having a great time. He gets up, he leaves. I can't fall back to sleep. I said, you know what? I'm going to get up and get my day started because I have work again in two hours because Uh the work doesn't stop. So I get up and go to the bathroom. And Travis, you might not understand this because I don't know if you use dry shampoo. What? Christina, there's a lot we don't know. (laughs) We definitely know that Travis has never even I don't know.
2: You could have
0: said like, I don't know if you've ever lived with a girl, but you know that I don't have dry shampoo.
1: Travis, I don't know know, that. I'm not saying men men can't. If men use dry shampoo, a lot of problems on this earth would be solved.
0: I'm not saying that men can't. I'm saying that you know that I
1: have it. That's true. I I don't know that you haven't because a lot of things about you are a mystery. So I I honestly would not be shocked. Number one mystery, is your microphone even
2: on right now? I swear to God, it's (laughs) awful. It's not. I really don't. I don't. I, don't I really don't think it is. Go to your Zoom thing and select your
1: microphone because I really don't think it is. But while he does that, Christina, please tell your story while he's fixing his microphone. So my dry shampoo bottle looks exactly like my boyfriend's so shaving cream bottle. There it is. Oh, there he's he's you go. Yes, oh, I knew it. I love Welcome back. Right. Welcome back. So anyway. Uh, dry shampoo bottle looks exactly like the shaving cream bottle. I am delirious at this point, running off of four hours of sleep, reached for the wrong bottle, squirted it right into my hair, realized, oh my God. well, now I either have to wear a hat or I have to shower. And I was already committing to not or, washing my hair because of the dry shampoo. Or you have to shave your head. I- exactly. And it was, you know, it was at that moment in the morning where I kind of debated, do I shave my head or mm. do I just commit to a hat? Is it, is it more awkward to show up to your work Zoom meeting at 9 a.m. with either a shaved head or a beanie inside? I don't know which one looks more shocking. I think it's the beanie. Yeah, I would say the beanie. Just be turn the video off. But what if everybody else has their video on and I'm the Technical one difficulties. person without the
0: video? Just blame it on the computer.
2: Hmm, It's really not Yeah, you bad. could. Yeah. I mean, he is encouraging you to lie, and I don't want to say that you should. But
0: <laughs> I, I have a question.
1: Oh, yes. I bet you do.
0: So, did you just put it directly in your hair without, or did you put it in your hands first?
1: Squirted it. Oh no, no. Oh, yeah. Dry shampoo. Ch- I, I don't. Travis, put... <laughs> you can't put dry shampoo in your
2: hand first. So it's like uh, it's like it, a it's, it's, like, uh, it's baby powder in a um in an aerosol can.
1: Is the yeah? Oh, okay. it, 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 it's like it, it's like hairspray. But exactly that. It's like baby it powder being hairspray in, into your hair. Yeah. So you can't so put you, it in your you hands. You can't put it, it on it your hair first.
2: I didn't know. That's why it I asked the it question. It feels
1: awful in your hands. I hate
2: the way it feels.
1: Yeah. Did not like that one bit. So I, yep, squirted it directly all over the uh, right part of my hair. Now, um, uh, no turning back at that point.
2: Important follow-up question for the ladies. Do you use Batiste? Is that the brand yes. you use? It looks like a shaving cream can. I'm totally it, it with It does. You. The design of the can looks like it's by Menon or whatever the hell you guys use when you put the-
0: I've Interesting it. fact, I've actually never used a razor and shaving cream in my life.
2: What's what? happening here in this <laughs> podcast? Minute. What's up now? What's happening? I, so, I can so barely you, grow you a beard, see? so I just
0: use an electric.
2: Oh, okay. But doesn't that- does, I would have thought if you could barely grow a beard, you would use a razor. No. Huh. Okay. I don't know the right follow-up questions to ask. I just know that I have a lot
1: of them. And yeah. So we'll I know. Just- I know I'm a, a little confused. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So right. anyway, I had shaving bounce back and it, it wasn't great. Okay. But you I tweeted her- it. I tweeted it thinking that all of my followers would not share that with anybody else. Uh, mm-hmm. But clearly Travis has. Mm-hmm. So Duly noted, Travis,
2: duly. You know what? I think it makes you more relatable and I bet it brings people closer to you. I can't say the same for Travis's. I've never used shaving cream in my life, (laughs) but I, you know, whatever. I've used men's shaving cream.
1: I do use men's shaving cream. I use men's razors as well. I like
2: when my legs smell like a dude. I'm into that. I mean, most times, most times they look like a dude, but they, but I, when I do shave them, um, I like them to smell like man legs. And you know what? I'm not going to be judged for it. What A uh, big thing that happened in my life, if we want to talk embarrassing, is I went on the um, uh, the Levitard's... Uh, what's the name of their... Lauer After Hours. It's like a podcast of fans of the Dan Levitard show. And I uh, defended myself for my um, Guinness World Record that I'm sure our listeners know about. And I hope you two do. But anyway, I I was the Guinness world record holder for most donuts stacked in a minute, blindfolded, uh, Impressive. I think I six might've been seven. Thank you so much. That's and it? I, you know what, Travis, <laughs> hold your questions till the end. If you could, thanks. So, uh, a while ago, dude, perfect. The guys who do trick shot videos, but never mm. really show us the editing, all the floor, all the, uh, footage that gets cut out, but you know, whatever. I'm sure they're getting it on the first try. Anyway, those guys tried to get the record, tied my record and broke a bunch of rules and still received a plaque. So I tried to start a beef come to find out. I think like October or December, those were the same month this last year. Uh, the producer of live with, what is it now? Kelly and Ryan with sure. Kelly Ripa yes. and Ryan Seacrest, which used to be Regis and, and Kathy Lee. I almost said Kelly Um, the producer who has produced all of that, Gelman, the guy off screen, but he's on screen with his headphones on. He beat that record. The record is oh. now, I wish I had the number in front of me. I have no memory for numbers. He beat my
1: record and I nobody feel
0: like, told me. Yeah, someone should, if your record gets broken, Guinness needs to call you and let you know like, hey, your record just like, got broken. If you would like yeah, to. Yeah, like a courtesy
1: call. Yeah. Or like
2: a lawyer serving me papers. I just wanted someone to be like, Katie okay, Nolan, you've been served, but nobody told me. And now I have to, like, in quarantine in this huge upheaval in my life of this period of what is this? What's next? Who am I? Now I'm like, I don't even have a Guinness World Record anymore.
0: Question. It's been
2: really hard.
0: Just regular glazed donuts?
2: No. So that's the whole thing. We had set out to do, this is going to be boring for listeners, but we had set out to do most donuts stacked in a minute. And it was a bigger number. And you had to order these donuts and have them inspected by this woman who worked for Guinness.
1: Oh. Actually we had to
2: pay a separate food inspector to check the donuts. And while we were in quote unquote commercial break and I was about to try it in front of our live audience, we were informed that three of our donuts didn't meet the specifications. So I no longer had enough donuts to beat the record I was setting out to beat. But Ashley was like, there's another record you can beat. It's if you're blindfolded, it's less donuts try it and so I did so you can't they can't be glazed they can't be frosted you can't like smush them into each other they have to be a certain amount of thickness the rules are crazy
0: okay so are they like in a box next to I feel like six is not a lot
2: Travis we did this on television on the network you work for so I just wanted to let you know that so that you know that the more questions you ask the more it might I don't, like, look bad. I don't know. Like, you should have seen. I'll, should have seen.
0: I don't care. I'll take the L on this one. I, but it just doesn't <laughs> seem like.
2: Doesn't care.
0: Like, I feel like 10 is more than doable. All
2: right. Then do it. Okay? What do you want me to say? You go get the record from Gelman. My plan.
0: I'm, I, I that's what that, I want. I want to take the record back.
2: I uh, for You wouldn't be taking it back. <laughs> You'd be taking it away.
0: For for the I can't
2: reclaim my time. It's my time. Here's what my plan is. I found out that Gelman also holds the record for like long, most morning television shows consecutively produced for however many. Um, and now I'm going to dedicate my life to taking that record from him. Because I bet that record meant a lot to him. Just like my record meant a lot to me. And he was just like, I'm going for this second record. And it was the exact one I chose. And that felt personal. And I took that personally. And now I'm announcing I'm going to move to morning television and i'm gonna be a producer instead of a talent don't I've write got, that in your blogs but it's just our little secret i've got, got one for you told twitter her secret i'm telling the podcast audience mine bond together and make this happen and take something he loves away from him
0: <laughs> is there a record for most podcast producers
2: oh my god most uh, least shortest tenure of producer of podcast that remains somehow alive i think we win that but who do we give it to
0: you would get it the podcast that's had the most producers so you get the award
2: suck it gelman um i also wrote in here that i was going to tell you guys i watched the good place uh over the weekend because i was alone in their half hour episodes and i'd watched the first season and never watched the others and boy did i love
1: that show have either of you seen it never heard of it what you never never heard of it You've never heard of it? I've heard of it. I watched the first two episodes and I don't know why I stopped watching. Probably because I got sidetracked and then just never went back to it. It's so good. There's like a huge twist
2: at the end of season one that makes the show impossible to talk about. But then I went and watched seasons two, three, and four and I was like, man, there's even more twists. And it's one of those shows that you're like, I want to talk about it, but you don't want to spoil it for anyone who's never seen it. So if anyone's looking for a show to watch that, and weirdly this has started to matter to me, where the episodes are not an hour long, uh, so you can kind of fly through a bunch of them at once, um, you should watch The Good Place. It's really good,
1: and it's a place. I like shows like that. Like, I like being recommended shows that are only half-hour episodes, so then I'm not making a huge commitment. Exactly. So if I don't like it, okay, it's only 30 minutes. It's not an It's not an hour-plus of my time.
2: Yeah, and just in general, I feel like I'm getting content fatigue. I was probably getting there before, COVID, but now I'm like, man, an hour in this many seasons, an hour an episode, you guys could have wrapped this story up a lot quicker. And actually I think, uh, Mike, sure the guy who created a good place, talked to the guy who created the, what's the one where all those people disappear? And then they have to just no, they like disappear from earth and then the leftovers and the guy who created the leftovers was like, no matter what you do, make sure you know where the show is going before you write it. And uh, (laughs) it seems obvious, but you could tell it was like a you didn't get too tired with it. So if you need half hour shows, Christina, I would recommend that. And I'm also making I'm watching Veep for the third time uh, with Dan because Dan had never seen it. And it's one of the best shows on television. I can't recommend it. Enough. That's also, I think, half-hour episodes on HBO. So never seen two that one for you. God, you guys gotta watch good TV. I know. I, I like. <laughs> well, this is why we have you. I know.
0: I watch trash TV. Like I, I don't know how, but I recently just started watching Southern Charm.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I actually really like this for you. I have not seen Southern Charm, but
0: I'm it's really so excited
1: for you. Isn't there a girl from the Real World in there? Cameron. Cameron.
0: And then there's a girl from Survivor, too.
2: You know, funny story before we move on and talk about sports, because we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, when I was making Garbage Time, it was at a production company called Embassy Row. And we were like the only, it was us and the show Men and Blazers were the only two sports shows. Oh, Most show. other stuff was Bravo. And so Andy Cohen had an office at my office um, where I had a cubicle. It's not really important. But one day, they were doing a Southern Charm reunion. And I want to say it was first season or second season. Oh. It was that long ago. And they, the way that Embassy Row worked, it was like a beautiful, creative place. But there was never any space for anyone to do anything. So I had gotten my makeup room moved to so many different other people's offices to get my makeup done for my show. Because we had like a bunch of different cast members who were all getting their makeup done. And they couldn't all be together because they want to save the drama. Anyway, I'm sitting in a room getting my makeup done as a bunch of people are sitting in a bunch of other rooms getting their makeup done for the Southern Charm reunion. And Andy Cohen, who I had met many times, walks into the room where I'm getting my makeup done. And he's like, hi. And I was like, hey, Andy. And he was like, good to see you. Are you excited for the reunion? And I like turned around and looked at him and was like, Yeah, I am. And so I continue because I was so nervous. I continued the conversation as if I was somebody on Southern charm who was there getting ready for the reunion. And it wasn't until he was about to leave that he noticed that I was Katie, a person that he technically (laughs) works with all the time. And it was very embarrassing for me. Uh. Oh,
1: I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah,
2: because it's like when someone calls you the wrong name and you're like, you just got to
1: roll with it. I I mean, do on this absolutely have to roll with it I am Christine to my boyfriend's grandmother because I refuse to tell that sweet old lady that that is not my name so I am Christine she's also not Not gonna get it right she's not gonna like no
2: nope you know nope. a lot of people excuse old people for being wrong about a lot of things I think a lot of those we shouldn't (laughs) excuse them for but I do think we can excuse them for calling you
1: Christine it's very close it's close enough you know what I'll give it to her yeah. Have you written see her like Travis, a letter?
0: Learn... No, write her a written... letter with your name on about?
1: it. Why or, like, would you write her a letter? What would the letter say?
0: Oh, a birthday card.
1: Okay, birthday card. I can see that. Yeah, I
2: still Love think she's going to call you Christine. I think she's going to laugh <laughs> yeah, and go the away. She's going to be like, this loser can't <laughs> yeah. spell her name right. It's <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Christina, what is this? I don't know who that is. Speaking of birthdays, Myrtle had a birthday over the weekend. She's officially one year old. Ooh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Myrtle. Um, I was going to tell a story, but it's dumb and it's not worth it. So just happy birthday to Myrtle. Um, Trav, do you have anything that happened this weekend you need to talk about?
0: Um, I cleaned my apartment. The suitcase is no longer where it's been.
2: <gasps> That's right. Look, you've got a whole, you can open that closet now.
0: I, I like move some space in my uh, bedroom. So the suitcase is put away.
2: That's exciting. So very exciting. You seem thrilled.
0: I did a lot of cleaning this weekend, actually.
2: I, I, um, I thought about doing a lot of cleaning this weekend, (laughs) you know, when you're like, you know what, this is it. It's the perfect time. And then instead you're like, I never watched season two of the good place. And then you watch all of it. Uh, that was my weekend, but good for you. You did the thing that I thought about. So that's cool. Congrats.
0: Thank you. That's a big accomplishment.
2: Yeah it is. Today on the podcast, uh, we got a lot of sports to get to. Obviously there were two big football games. Um, but we can also we're also going to talk about, you know, stuff going on in the NBA. We're going to look ahead to the Super Bowl in a uniquely sports podcast way. Um, uh, we'll talk about that Coach K interview, the NWHL, and then we've got another burner account controversy that we have to dive in on, Ooh. and I guess we'll probably talk about Conor McGregor, but I'll admit I didn't watch it, but you guys can talk about what you saw. Um, <laughs> but it's ta- we should probably talk about the NFL. We should start there, but I have a little surprise for you guys. While I was going through the voicemails this week, trying to find the ones that we would use, I found this one. Bill <laughs> at Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay versus the Packers. <laughs> he, he needs to give I us. He needs to give us the scores, was, though. I thought it was well. I can do the scores, so let me just start this back over. Find the one that I need. Bills and Cheese. Tampa Bay versus Tampa Bay. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. <laughs> tampa bay versus the packers. that's right tampa bay played the packers uh and they won 31 to 26 is a thing that happened obviously an emotionally charged game for some of us uh those of us who maybe were patriots fans who started off this pandemic by losing tom brady and have dealt with it in uh solitude, and now watching him win the NFC championship for a team that is not your team, as is evidenced by it being the NFC championship. Um, obviously, I've been working through my feelings on Tom Brady with no help from the New York Post. Thank you very much. And it was an important chapter in the story for me this weekend when we were in the third quarter and the Bucks were up. By a bunch. Um, I think it was like 28-10. And I was rooting for, and I almost tweeted, but I didn't feel like dealing with everybody telling me I was wrong or yelling at me. I almost tweeted, like, currently I'm rooting for the Packers until the game is closer. And then I'm just rooting for football. And it feels really good because I got to watch a playoff game between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and my heart wasn't on the line. I got to just enjoy Good quarterbacks. I mean, doing dumb stuff for a lot of it. Tom Brady threw three picks consecutively, right? But I didn't have to worry about it. It was I were I was th- concerned less about focusing on like, am I rooting for Tom or am I not? And I was like, let me just watch this football game and not have to feel any type of way about it because my my season isn't on the line my season's over so I like that and I think a lot of people that are rooting against Tom Brady because they're Patriots fans I saw somebody say that they're like an ex who never wants their ex to be happy with anybody else which I think is fair but I think both in the case of the Patriots fans and the ex that doesn't want their ex to be happy that just means that person hasn't processed the breakup yet and if that if that person has been in solitary confinement essentially since the breakup happened, I think we can give a little bit of wiggle room to people who are like, I don't know. I'm not healthy. I have not processed this in a healthy way. So I'm probably being too empathetic, but I think that people who feel that way about Tom will eventually come around. And I think it's hard to have to watch your ex on TV and, um, doing great stuff when you haven't processed a breakup.
0: Was there part of you that wanted the Packers to tie it up so you could see Tom have this like final minute game winning drive kind of yeah, like you've was, seen his entire career?
2: It, that's kind of the thing is I normally I'd be rooting for that for my team, but now I could kind of root for it just because it would be cool to watch. And it didn't bother me if he was, I wouldn't be sad if he won, but I wouldn't be happy if he lost kind of thing. So it was like, yeah, I'd love to see if Tom can still do that. Like it, it's, that's fascinating to me. This is an older man. This is an old guy playing at a level. That's like, doesn't make a ton of sense. So for me to selfishly be like, please don't win the NFC championship. I'm just not ready. We'll be pretty selfish because uh, it, he's paving the way for people who don't eat tomatoes or whatever. It still sucks. Um, but I think it's also, fine and I know that's not a good sports hot take and I know it's a lot better if instead I'm like I'm so upset that he's good and he left us but I I firmly believe that part of the reason he's so good is because he spent so much time with a coach like Bill Belichick in an organization like the Patriots so I don't think you can entirely separate the two
0: and you knew at some point this was going to come to an end anyways and it's been talked about So like it wasn't like it was like out of the blue, or you came home one day and your ex was just gone. Well, well,
2: it's the difference between, I don't know, this, the metaphor doesn't hold up. I was gonna say it's the difference between your ex like dying, but you knew they were going to, or leaving you, because like we kind of thought he would maybe retire. Um, and stay a patriot forever but that's too i mean look the guy sacrificed a lot money wise obviously he doesn't need it um but just contract wise he did a lot of structuring things that gave the team wiggle room that they never really used in a way that he wanted them to and so it's he's allowed to do whatever he wants to um and i can't be mad at him for it i think it makes everything easier if you try to empathize I think
0: yesterday, though, I mean, we we got our answer that clearly Brady's better than Belichick.
2: I hate you, and I don't know how to say that in an (laughs) acceptable way on this podcast. I can't stand you when you speak. These all sound too harsh, but it's I'm just the words are falling out of my mouth. Um, yes, Travis, you can say that. You can say that we definitely learned in a game that Bill Belichick had nothing to do with that Tom Brady is better than Bill Belichick. Though they do two very different jobs. I think we'll never know until we have Tom Brady play against Bill Belichick in a backyard football game where they're both
1: quarterbacking. There we go. That's what we need. I, if you really we want to, to know, we level to the playing that. field here, exactly. have them do the exact same thing and then see who's the real winner. No, I think that... Um, you know, so many people are saying, like, who won the breakup, Brady or Belichick? And it's like, well, to your point, I... Uh, I and, what and did I, you say? Fir- He said Brady. Brady. Oh, my God. At first, it, it's uh, you can say Brady because clearly he's going to the Super Bowl, so that makes all the sense in the world. I don't think Belichick has lost in the breakup, at least not yet, because quotes we haven't... Air don't work in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that he's, like, you know quote unquote, lost the breakup or, you know, didn't win the breakup like Brady has. I think that there are a lot of circumstances surrounding the lack of success in New England this season. Um, so I don't think it's fair to, you know, count Belichick out yet. I think, you know, let's give it some time and see what next season holds. And then you could form your opinions on Belichick and how the Patriots are handling things, you know, blah, blah, blah. In terms of Brady, I think it is very fair to say that Brady has proven that he is the greatest quarterback ever.
2: Yeah. I think we're flushing that narrative right down the toilet.
1: Aren't we Aren't we
2: flushing in the midst of the podcast? We're not supposed to flush during the podcast. I know, but he did. And then he opened the door like this. (laughs) He knew it's okay. We worked it into the content. I said, we're going to flush a narrative down the, have a good day.
0: I actually didn't even hear the flushing.
2: Oh, I could, I can't tell what you guys can hear. So I just had to work through it. Um, yeah, Psh, flush that down the toilet. Hate it. Um, How about Green <laughs> Bay's uh, field goal down eight with two minutes left in the game? Arguments four. Um, they had all their timeouts, and I guess they thought that having a f- five-point <laughs> deficit would somehow be easy. I have no idea. I can't. Figure out why they would do that, and nobody smart has been able to explain it to me
1: yet. I don't understand it either. I, I just why? why, 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 why'd you do that? Why they were do- down 28 10
2: in the third quarter early on, then they had a pretty good performance in the second half. The thing Katie wrote in the tweet that she didn't send, uh, where it got a little bit closer, they're down 31 23. Fourth and goal.
0: The only thing I can think about field goal. is they didn't move the ball on the previous three three plays. And I'm wondering if like he just didn't trust the offense to score. But even then, if they don't score, they you have more room to hold them. Like You have your three timeouts in the two-minute warning, so you still have those timeouts to stop them. I don't like
2: you're gonna have to score a touchdown anyway so if you don't trust your offense to score a touchdown there you're gonna have to get the ball back and then score a touchdown because five points is not how much a field goal is worth I don't know (laughs) if people know that
0: like Aaron Rodgers should just stood on the field like I'm not leaving the field we're either you're either letting me run a play here or we're gonna have 12 men on the field and this play is not gonna count
2: Speaking of Aaron Rodgers staying, um, there were questions before the game about whether or not he was going to stay because he made some vague comment about how right now he has a game to focus on. And whenever anybody says that, it's like asking an athlete a question like where are you going to be next season when they're preparing for the NFC championship and then when they're like I can't think about that right now I'm staying present in the moment nobody knows what the future's going to look like. We're all like that's him saying he's leaving and then when he leaves we're like our suspicions were confirmed without realizing that like what could he have said to that once that question is asked the narrative has begun there's no way you can answer it because if you say I'm staying then you're Kyrie who said he was staying in Boston And then he bounced. And then everyone's like, you lied. It's like you asked him a question he wasn't ready to answer that you knew he couldn't answer, that no matter how he answered, you were going to take whichever way you wanted to. So that was annoying. But then now after the game, uh, Aaron Rodgers said, there are a lot of guys' futures that are uncertain, myself included. That's what's sad about it most, getting this far. Obviously, there's going to be an end at some point, whether we make it past this one or not, just the uncertainties. It is tough in the finality of it. If I'm playing the role of person in sports media, which I guess that I am, I'd be like, oh, he sounds like he doesn't seem that sure that he's going to stay this next year. Um, but as a person playing the role of person, uh, I feel like that's the answer you say when you don't want to give your team and your coach that just kicked a field goal when you absolutely should have scored a touchdown uh, too much confidence you want to let them know that like you you we've got work to do if i'm going to stick around here and if we're not going to do the work then i'm going to go somewhere else i don't have a ton of time i like eating tomatoes and drinking coffee so i don't plan to be playing in the nfl till i'm 50 and so maybe i'll go somewhere else
0: and according to our favorite website spot rack his contract
2: speed speed rack speed he's,
0: he's not a free agent this year
2: no, like, he's got years how many years left? Well, he has many? there's
0: a potential out after next year, but he 2024 is when he's an official free agent. So like hmm. Nobody's like the Packers aren't trading him. So Aaron like So Aaron like what? You're staying at Green Bay.
2: Why? Why are you telling him this?
0: Well, I mean, it's a podcast.
2: Oh, okay. Good I mean, answer.
0: if announcers can speak, if announcers can tell us what they're thinking, then I can tell them what he's going to do.
2: Okay, I that doesn't. Yes, mine by me. Uh, so Brady is going to his tenth Super Bowl,
0: which is crazy.
1: It's oh, just wow. it's so it. I know. What but also, I think <laughs> that's it. That's, you summed <laughs> it up. Like what I think is just crazy to think about is Brady and Gronk are in a Super Bowl without the Patriots, mm-hmm. and both. Levy and Bell and Antonio Brown are in this Super Bowl oh, without the shit. Steelers. Oh, so shit. that's interesting and hmm. not something I could have foreseen, but Yeah, but
0: neither of those two played on Sunday though. So it's like
1: But they're still going to get the Super Bowl ring reg- whoever wins either Bell or True. Brown are still going to wear a Super Bowl ring cuz they were still on the roster and they're actively playing.
0: Sometimes. Bell. But it is crazy that.
2: And <laughs> to- okay. That's right. Bills and Chiefs. The Bills lost 38 to 24 to the Chiefs. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is very good. He's kind of good. It. He's just Football. so good. <laughs> He's so good. And I went on this uh, completely irrelevant rant watching the game because there was a commercial where he's putting ketchup on a steak which is a thing we learned about him i want to say two years ago could have been six Mm -hmm. could have been last year and he has since really leaned into it and we're still keeping that alive that he puts ketchup on his steak i want patrick mahomes to to pick a different thing to make his thing (laughs) because you make so much money now that it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. First of all, ketchup and steak do not go well together. If you were the guy who puts A1 on his steak, look, I know there's steak purists that are like, if steak is good and you cook it right, you don't need to put A1 on it. And I get that. I also understand that that's like an elitist argument. A lot of people make steak at their homes. They're not chefs. They just want to eat steak. And A1 is a delicious sauce that if your steak isn't as high quality, that's going to make the steak taste good. If it's what you like, it's what you like. Ketchup on steak is how you get a child to eat steak, just like ketchup on anything. Um, there's, I'm not a person that's anti-ketchup. I know a lot of other purists who are like, once you're past a certain age, stop using ketchup. I think ketchup is valuable. I think dipping a uh, grilled cheese sandwich sometimes in ketchup when you can't make tomato soup yes. ain't oh, so yeah. bad. I yep. put ketchup on my hot dog and I'm not afraid to say that. Thank you. I think it so makes my hot dog taste better ketchup on french fries sometimes is really good but ketchup on steak is so transparently childish to me especially when you make so much money you can eat the nicest best steaks that it just shows this we it's a weird thing for him to have made his thing and i'm inclined committed well i'm inclined to believe that advertisers and marketers push this like, it's this funny, quirky thing about you and that's how we'll represent you in this ad. But Patrick, if you're listening, which I know that you are because you're a loyal listener... You, you're you're so much more than ketchup on steak and it's such a <laughs> weird dichotomy to watch a commercial break where you're eating ketchup on steak and not participating in a conversation because you're so focused on how much ketchup you're putting on your steak and then to watch you go do elite level things on the football field that it's like this isn't working for me dude what you must be interesting you must be very smart what Stop leading with like, I'm just an idiot. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not. You're very good at your job. So stop. You can keep putting ketchup on your steak. That's totally fine. I just want to make it perfectly clear that I think that being the role he plays in advertisements is a bad move and he should stop doing it. I feel pretty passionately about it.
0: Do you put ketchup on your eggs?
2: Sometimes. I have.
1: Sometimes. I'll admit it.
0: So that's one. But I. I it's funny that how we take condiments and like hate other ones. It's you bring up condiments and it's like.
2: People get mad. Oh,
0: it's a fierce, People like discussion. Aggressive.
2: Dan was in a relationship once where he was eating something and opened her fridge, the girlfriend's fridge and was like, where's your ranch? And she was like, ew, I would never. And I'm like, what? How did that last? I <laughs> you don't you're anti ranch dressing. I mean, he puts it on some things that I'm like, this feels not smart but i'm also like whatever eat what you like
0: there's a lot of condiment elitist out there
2: yeah a lot of people that are like if you could have only one condiment and then you answer with what your one condiment would be and then everyone's like you're dumb and i'm like well choose your own then this is the one i choose and it's duck sauce like good really good duck sauce not in Never a packet packet is disgusting if you go to a restaurant like a chinese restaurant that gives you a little cup of duck sauce mm. it's so good
1: it is much better than the packets. I will give you that. The packet and I think it tastes like chemicals. I do think that there are a lot of people who are condiment snobs, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I back when we had the oh, it the mayo bowl? And um, I tweeted that I had never seen my Twitter timeline more against a condiment. Everybody actively was hating on mayonnaise. Uh, I don't know why. I like mayo Because it's gross. It's because I, I will, like I, I
0: will admit I hate I on mayonnaise. I like People
2: fear the unknown. And mayo, I'm like, is it, it's eggs and vinegar? I don't really know what it is. And it's great it's, on sandwiches. It's yeah, great on thing. burgers. I think mayo suffered in the sense that it was so universal. Like mayo was a condiment you could almost put on a sandwich on your menu and not have to list that it was on the sandwich. And mm-hmm. people would just be like, okay, I'll eat this it's like lettuce. It's been like sneaking in and benefiting from good sandwiches. And then people finally were like, well, wait, what's mayo? And then when we started to figure it out, and then there was the confusion of like Miracle Whip not being mayo. Then <laughs> it was like, well, then yeah, what's Miracle Mir- Whip
1: ruined it. And it's like, mayo. what's
2: Miracle Whip? What are any of these products? And I think people were just like, hold on the most common one that we have. One of the most common condiments is going unquestioned. And so I think it's fair that people, you know, interrogated the love of mayo in this country but i think it may have gone a little too far and now people are anti-mayo in a way that's like well it's really not doing it's not that harmful
0: you know who the most elitist are the blue cheese fans
2: oh yeah yes as a person who hates blue cheese i can attest to that i've been told many times that my palate just isn't refined enough yet That someday (laughs) in older age, I'm going to love blue cheese. And I'm like, it's the fact that I'm dipping into something milky and there's an unexpected chunk. And that chunk, when I (laughs) smell it, smells a lot like my foot. And so for those reasons, (laughs) I'm out. But I don't judge that you're going to eat it. I just ask that if we're ordering wings together and I get mine with ranch and you get yours with blue cheese, when it shows up and there's two nondescript white containers, you have to dip your finger or whatever in both and make sure the one that you give me is ranch. And if the one that you give me ends up being blue cheese, we're just not friends anymore. And I'm not sorry.
0: See, that's the thing is blue cheese people. They get mad at you, but you don't get mad at them. Yeah,
2: I'm like, you can live, you can do whatever you want, and they're like, you must try this. And I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like gorgonzola. I don't like feta. It's just, I get that those are the adult cheeses. Give me a mozzarella, a cheddar, a a, a Monterey Jack. I'm a mild oh. girl when it comes to cheeses. Ashley just recently got me to try a gouda, and I was like, it's all right.
0: Yeah, I'm not big on that.
2: I don't like I don't like thinking too much about like what it is i just
1: want it to taste good i think all- a cheese lover of all kinds mm-hmm. and i would i like virtually all condiments i i'll eat blue cheese but if blue cheese is on a salad no like way. The way you say blue cheese it, it's fun blue cheese you say bleed <laughs> bleed <cheese. laughs> um ble-. but i blue. think that the, the important message to take away from this is that condiment snobs need to stop being condiment snobs because why why are we all yelling at each other over? Well, what then we am like, I? So then like, now I'm like, am I being a condiment snob, telling him to stop putting a steak? No, a steak. Here's here's the argument to help support your argument. I would say that he is being unrelatable in a sense. Yeah, that, that might be it. In a sense that he, it was it was quirky and fun at first. That he put ketchup on steak. I don't agree with it. I don't put ketchup on steak. But now it's gotten to a point like what you said, where he makes so much money it's very
2: it's very how do you do fellow kids yeah like it's very like i'm just like you guys and like you You can get a steak that i'll never be able to eat and not worry about it down at a steakhouse without asking anybody else to also he goes to Ruth's
0: chris's and picks up the entire table No, that's
2: the other thing he probably wouldn't even go to ruth's chris is the name of the restaurant he probably (laughs) wouldn't even go there because that's like the 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 Ground round of steakhouses to him. That's a yeah. chain. He goes to fancy, fancy steakhouses, or he can and he's you cannot put ketchup on that steak just because Mm-mm. it's like putting it's like putting tequila in coke it's just like the flavor profile <laughs> doesn't make any sense <laughs> and when you're younger that's fine because you're putting so much ketchup on it it just tastes like a burger but if your steak tastes like a burger then now I'm thinking you're wasteful with money why eat steak just make yourself some hamburger and put that in ketchup stop wasting your money on steak you're ruining it
0: do you think he just ask for ketchup and doesn't care that he's like at this amazing place or do you think he ordered like can I get a side of fries just so he gets the ketchup and he can like
2: that's a good question and I think that would really answer whether this is whether he's self-aware or not I also wonder if he goes to a nice nice steakhouse and he gets recognized and there isn't ketchup on his steak I want somebody to publish that 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 (laughs) tell-all I want someone to be like look I ran into Pat Mahomes at a steakhouse and he wasn't putting ketchup on his steak. But these people, these elitists, they, they protect each other. They protect each other so that Pat Mahomes can say, I'm just like,
1: you guys, I, I like ketchup on my steak. I'm not fancy. It's like, all right, then give back some of that money. Exactly, because that's the problem I have with it. It was the same problem I had when Jennifer Lawrence was like, I just like to eat pizza and sit in my sweatpants. I don't like the Grammys or the red card. And I'm like, oh, well, you are so successful now. That you can't tell me that you are just like me eating mm. out ice cream out of the carton sitting here with my sweatpants oh, what on. she is. She, I don't she's at the Grammy's though on the red carpet. But so she she's, up the stairs. So not relatable. So mm. that's really the, the, the embarrassing moments relatable. But I think that celebrities are people of status who have a lot of money. Mm. They try to be relatable to the people like me who are not there. Hmm. But I think that in certain situations, you take it a little too far. Like Jennifer yeah, that's Lawrence, true. I understand that's what I think you're it is. going to the cool parties. You can go home and throw on your sweatpants after, but don't make me believe that you being out at all these cool fancy places wasn't because I can't cool, be there. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't kind of cool. It's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. You can you can thoroughly enjoy ketchup on your steak, but <sighs> the bit is so exaggerated now but it's just hard to believe look at me i I can't relate to you anymore and just honestly from the relatable bits unrelatable
2: to make something that sounds mean sound more nice to you patrick because i know you if you're still listening unless you've tuned out because you're too hurt. You're just better than it. You're better than your thing being steak with ketchup on it. You are, you are more nuanced than that. You're more interesting than that. So believe in yourself the way you do on the football <laughs> field, which is an incredible amount, and bring some of that confidence to your image because ketchup on steak is not working for me. This is all we've talked about for the Chiefs-Bills game, and I really feel like it summed it up. Cole Beasley uh, apparently had a broken fibia and played anyway, which to me and my very Wait, basic... A broken under- what? fibula fibby fibula i think you said a fibia. whatever tibia tibia timon and it's pumba. All the same he thing. broke his timon yeah. and pumba and he played <laughs> anyway and i don't really clearly understand the human body but if a leg bone is broken and part of your job is to run i don't understand what you mean nope
0: i don't get athletes like when the news about matthew stiver came out this video was posted about how like his shoulder popped out And he finished a play like how athletes play injured. I mean, Drew Brees had the punctured. I don't get these guys. There's something like what makes them so great also makes them just like, I don't know.
2: Pretty stupid. Also, you know what? Hockey fans, we have to bear some of the blame for this because back when the argument was always hockey or basketball, hockey or basketball, just because of when they happened and probably demographic makeups, but we won't get into that. When the argument was hockey or basketball, the argument for hockey was like basketball players flop when they get a tiny little tap on their forehead and hockey players play with 13 broken ribs and a punctured lung. And it's like, yeah, But should they do that? (laughs) Why are you doing that? Like Michael Thomas, we found out, was playing through a torn deltoid, which I think is a shoulder of some sort, and then some other sort of issue with tendons in his ankle. He has to have surgery, but he didn't want to stop because he thought it was Drew Brees' last season and he wanted to get him to the Super Bowl. That is not good because Michael Thomas is really, really good, and things like that might not... They might have long-term effects on your body. You boys got to take care of yourselves, all right? You don't have to go out there with your broken Fibonacci sequence and just, like, (laughs) keep playing hard, Cole Beasley. Like, you had an incredible season. But he does – I mean, people will give him credit for this, and they'll say that he's whatever we say about white receiver. He's got grit. First into the gym, last one out.
0: Definitely gym rat. Coach's son.
2: Totally. He's got real. He's he was raised by the game or whatever. High
0: high football IQ.
2: That's right. Um, This seems like low football IQ to me, if I'm honest, Uh, looking at your leg and seeing that it's broken and deciding to continue to play football. Low football IQ.
0: Where's the team doctor at?
2: (laughs) I mean, don't ask the questions you don't want answers to. Also, Bill's Mafia showed up to support the team at the airport like an hour before they were supposed to land and fans were still streaming in. On the positive side, Sunshine Katie, that's awesome. We've seen the Bills Mafia donate to charities this season, and they've always showed up for their team, even given the fact that they can't really do that the way they normally do by putting ketchup on everything in a very Pat Mahomes way and throwing each other through flaming tables. (laughs) Counterpoint, stop gathering in crowds because there's a global pandemic that we're still working on. So I love the show of support. Just spread it out a little. And I don't mean COVID. I mean spread, like literally spread your bodies out a little bit. Don't gather in a, put a crowd. T- put a table
0: in between you and the next person.
2: For a, for a plane to land, I, I, you can't. We shouldn't do that. It's not good. I'm saying this from a place of love. We can't lose a large chunk of the Bills Mafia because they've been shown to be a force for good. And so the good stays home and tweets, I'm really sorry you lost. I'll see you next year. Fair? Fair. One last point. There was an ESPN (laughs) graphic and it showed a tale of the tape that compared the two teams, the Chiefs and the Bills, Uh, Based on categories like coach, defense, quarterback. There was another one. I'm sure it was offense, but I don't remember. And it gave credit. It gave the quarterback check to the Bills. And uh, Hasselbeck said, and it's it's just at Hasselbeck, so I actually – Don't know for sure which, but Hasselbeck said, in the last six games, Josh Allen has been hotter than anybody. He has a better QBR than Mahomes, better completion uh, percentage, more touchdown passes, and there's an intangible Allen is bringing right now. And uh, and Mahomes responded to it after the game with a yawning emoji. I don't want to give away the game, but you guys got to understand that when the Chiefs are playing the Bills, ESPN's job is to make sure you're hyped about this game and that you're not like, I see where this one's going to go. They want to make you think there's a chance that this isn't going to go the way you're already assuming it's going to go. So people are going to say things that you're like, that can't be real, but they got to do that. Cause if everybody sitting there was like, yeah, the chiefs are going to win. I, I don't know how the bills are going. They're trying to create some drama.
0: Well, and Hasselbeck's, quote, better QBR, completion, touchdowns, factually correct.
2: Well, in the last six games. Also, QBR, we don't have to get into. But Numbers it's not, don't lie. Well, QBR d- does a little bit. It's not a real number. We invented it as a network. So. All right. So anyway, we're going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's happening. Well, we're and, not going. Uh, well, no, we aren't. Yeah, we, we, we
1: unfortunately won't be there.
2: Which we'll get to in a second. But the first thing I saw this uh, headline today that Budweiser is not going to be running Super Bowl ads. Uh, For the first time in 37 years, we're going to get no Budweiser Super Bowl commercial. And all of the headlines and reaction to it on Twitter that I saw were like, this is awesome. Because it was accompanied by like, they're going to donate a million dollars to the ad council. I don't know if that's separate from or a different way to phrase that they're going to donate the airtime they were going to use to ads that will raise awareness about um, the vaccine to try to get that out there. But I was like, oh, what's up? This doesn't feel like it adds up to me as a good story. So uh, if this donation is a million dollars and airtime, that's different. If it's a million dollars of airtime, well, let me tell you that 30 seconds of an ad this year is five and a half million dollars, which is slightly down. I think last year it was like five point. Six million dollars, so it's down slightly, but 30 seconds is going to cost you five and a half million dollars. So, Budweiser not running a Budweiser ad, just if you're taking that in the most basic way, would save them five and a half million dollars. And then they donated a million dollars, it's not really the same. Also, uh, Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer are going to have ads. (laughs) So yeah, it's but... not like all of Budweiser is like we're not doing it this year. They're still going to let you know that they're because if you know if you don't see a Budweiser Super Bowl ad, you'll forget that it exists as a company.
0: But you won't get the Clydesdale.
2: Yeah, that's it. So we're all we're really losing here are some horses. That's and let a me lot. tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. If it's replaced with any visual of a needle going into any skin of a human, I'm out and I'm upset. Stop putting that. In advertisements, I can't look at it when it's in a movie. I have to cover my eyes. I have a very embarrassing, catch up on steak, childish fear it's of not embarrassing. needles. No, I it's don't. Not embarrassing. My body, I've Googled it. My body reacts in a scientific way that is very hard for me to counteract. I don't need to see someone getting the vaccine to be convinced to get the vaccine. In fact, the fact that I know my only key out of this apartment I've been in for a year is two shots is something I'm already mentally struggling with. I'm going to do it. I'm not excited about it. So the more you remind me that my freedom is in a needle, the more I'm like, I don't maybe need freedom. I can probably stay in here for the rest of my life. Stop, just raise awareness about the vaccine without showing it to me. Is that an irrational? ask
0: no i am my hatred for needles is not at your level but i don't need to see the needle to know that like a vaccine is here and like i don't want to see it you can tell you can talk about the vaccine but we don't need to see the needle but i think you're underselling not having the horses that's all i have to say (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Do you think that we should give Budweiser credit for this? No, you're just saying No, it's no, sad. no, 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 I'm not I'm not saying credit.
0: I'm just saying that yeah. I miss, I'm just I'm miss I the horses.
2: I'm just saying I don't want everyone being like good for Budweiser when it's like, well, they didn't really When I saw that it not only was Bud Light going to have commercials, but Bud Light Seltzer was going to have commercials, I'm like those aren't two different companies. Those are Bud commercials. Come on, folks. But Coke, Pepsi, and Hyundai are also not going to, as the article state, advertise their products which means they're probably going to be like coca-cola we hate pandemics which is like okay so does everybody else but you still paid all that money for that ad spot you're not selling me coke but when is the last like last year and i want to say the year before that a lot of ads were not for products there's still ads for their products The only way they aren't is if they don't tell you whose ad it is. Then I'll believe you that you just wanted to get this message out about togetherness and unity and whatever other thing they say they're selling. As long as at the end of the commercial, it's like Coca-Cola, we're all in this together. It's a Coca-Cola ad for (laughs) Coca-Cola. They're not actually doing anything and Pepsi's got the halftime show. I've already seen so much about... I already know. I'm already thinking about Pepsi. I'm not drinking it, but I'm already thinking about Pepsi. Unless it's Mountain Dew. I do like Mountain
0: so, Dew. So I just found out yesterday, um, The weekend. Mm. He, how he doesn't spell his name how you spell weekend? I just you found just, that
2: out. You just found that out yesterday.
0: I had no idea. Like, I, I, I know I've heard of his music before, but I couldn't name you one song, but I just found out yesterday. And it was actually... Someone else tweeted and then like corrected themselves because they had a typo. And I, that was how I found out that, uh, that's how he spells his name. I had no idea.
2: I mean, a fascinating, embarrassing. <laughs> um, B, it makes me wonder if it's like, um, that period of time where words were turned into apps, we're probably still in it, but there was that boom of like Tumblr, Uber, mm. uh, Oh, God, there's definitely others. But like Tumblr misspelling. Oh, lift using a Y. Uh, I feel like they misspell it in a way that actually helps because you're. if you just Googled lift. So you're searching. It would be like, here's what lifting means. And you're like, no, well, I meant the cars. Now, if you type it with a Y, it's like it'll give you that. I ran into this the other day. There's a restaurant near here that just opened that I like. It's, I believe, a chain. It's called the ampersand. So like a little and symbol and then the word pizza. When you try to search for stuff about ampersand pizza and pizza. <laughs> ampersand in a lot of search things doesn't it doesn't recognize that. It uses that to think it's like a search function. Same with like a plus sign or like you know the way you can type like this plus this and it it's almost like code to the search engine. Mm. And then the only other word in the name of this restaurant is pizza, which is often searched on many food apps, pizza. <laughs> so when I search ampersand pizza on like a Grubhub, not to throw them any, I'm pissed at Grubhub right now, but it won't come up. It just gives me every pizza restaurant. And then I'll scroll all the way to the bottom and there's ampersand pizza. And I'm like that, why'd you name your restaurant this? It's causing me a lot of stress. So anyway, the weekend probably got rid of the e, so that when you Google the weekend, it's not like "is two days away," which is very also helpful during a pandemic. I'm just like, when's the weekend? We'll be be watching
0: the (laughs) halftime show though. So, do you
2: like the weekend's music?
0: Not particular.
2: What
0: doesn't do it? Like, just I listen to country music, Katie.
2: So he, you could describe what he does as country. Can you? Can, I just wanted to see if can you, can you really at all? That's like describing
0: <laughs> dry shampoo. Christina, shaving the way I cream. test
2: you is I throw out awful takes and I'm like, let's see if she can back me up on this. And I so I appreciate yeah, that, you being that, like, no, that's let's not what I can't I can, I can no, back, back up, up. No. Well, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, we should mention friend of the pod Tony Romo predicted the Super Bowl. I was It was life affirming for me to get tweets from many of you this weekend (laughs) saying, oh, my God, Tony just did the thing and now I can't unhear it. I had somebody tweet at me that he said that the chiefs are like, whoa, or something. And they were like, really, Tony, are the chiefs like, whoa. (laughs) Um, So thank you for everybody doing that. I, I honestly think. The only way I'm gonna feel fully paid off for this bit is if he calls a Super Bowl and he tells me what the football is thinking. And the football (laughs) in this situation's like, (laughs) "Wow, you're throwing me real fast, bud!" And then I'll be like, "Thank you, Tony. We paid it off. You're back in my good graces." But in Week 12, when the Chiefs were playing the Bucks in Tampa Bay, he predicted that he's like, I don't want to... How did he say it? Travis is burying his head in his hands right now. I think he's so distraught by this. But he said, like, sounds crazy, but I think we might see these two teams in Tampa Bay for the Super Bowl this year. Travis, what?
0: What a crazy take in Week 12 that Tony Romo predicted these two teams to make the Super Bowl. Predicted at the start of the season. This is a crappy take. You're not getting credit for Week 12 predictions.
2: Okay, a counterpoint. And again, it's not the point that I hold, but I will play devil's advocate as you... Well, I guess you're the. I'll play Angel's Advocate. Um, he, it, the, the Bucks lost for the second time. Oh, in that game, like that they or they had just lost. I don't remember what actually happened, but I. Do, it wasn't the time to necessarily. What other teams
0: in the it. NFC were people making Super Bowl predictions for?
2: I don't know the Saints. What's that? I'm, you just I'm like not, raised your hand with like.
0: A, I'm not giving Tony credit for. <laughs> week 12 no credit no zero
2: my question that i would like the answer to that nobody possibly could did he make any other predictions like this throughout the season because the way he said it it was like very subtle he wasn't feeling strongly about it Yeah, he couched it it too it feels like the way i would say like "Hmm, could be these two teams you could drop that into every broadcast you do Mm -hmm. and then if it pays off you're like i predicted it and it's like well you also predicted eight other ones that didn't happen
1: so, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I think I agree with Travis. I'm not going to, I would give him a tiny bit of credit because, okay, he got it right. Cool. But I, it's also week 12. I agree with Travis here. I'm not giving you all the credit in the world for saying, oh, they could have got. Yeah. Okay. You and probably a lot of other people predicted this. I just also think it's dangerous to be known
2: both as the guy who makes predictions and gets them right and the guy who assigns unattributed quotes to people while they're playing <laughs> football. You can't be the guy that knows the future and then also be attributing quotes to people because people are going to start being like, well, he said that in that moment, Tom Brady was like, and I would, I would like to, I think that, ta- that Tony Romo's right. That's not good. It's not good for integrity, Tony. You got to start thinking about this kind of stuff now that you're becoming famous. Okay, so I was thinking we should do our predictions for the Super Bowl, but obviously in our own way. Now, this is the first year in a long time, which I'm very grateful for, that I'm not going to the Super Bowl and have been participating in Super Bowl Media Week, which, for the uninitiated, is the week before the actual game when all of this industry descends upon a city and gathers in three hotels.
0: Your favorite city this year. No,
2: Tampa Bay. Really missing out on a trip, but I could have brought all my Vipers gear and never had to repeat an outfit, because I got a lot. It was an investment that I made, and maybe it wasn't one of my best ones, but I do still have all the clothing. Uh, We all descend into a city. Sometimes we all are in the same hotel. Sometimes each hotel is a different network. It's a very fun situation, but what isn't fun is that it's a week to talk about one game. That everyone's just like recycling these storylines. And so I thought we could make a bingo board for our dear listeners who are going to have to listen to the same things uh, with some of those things we think they're going to talk about all week long, certain phrases. And so they can have fun and I don't know, get bingo, which even when there's no prize, you've got to admit it does feel good to get bingo. It still feels cool. How Mm -hmm. many squares are in a bingo board? Is it 25, but with a free space? So it's 24. Or is it four? Four is bingo or five is bingo? Five. That's a good
1: question. So
2: then it would have to be five by five, which would be 25. And then you subtract the center square because it's a free space. So we need 24 things.
0: I would like to put in there uh, the Brady Mahomes age gap.
2: Well, see, but this is where if we're going to have to come up with 24 of them, you got to get more specific. Yeah, they need to be. I've got number one which should be the free space, but number one, passing the torch. Mm. Someone's going to reference over and over passing the torch of Tom Brady. This is the passing of the torch. Father time. Someone's going to reference father time. And this being not about Brady playing against Mahomes, but about Brady playing against father time.
0: (laughs) Bill Belichick.
2: Yeah, that, we can toss that in there. We do have to get to 24. You should. Someone should type these down while we're doing it.
0: I was hoping that the Reddit would do it.
2: Father time. Well, we got to know when we're at 24. We're at three. Uh, I, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Travis. Bill Belichick. I was going to say a uh, new dynasty.
1: Oh,
0: I like, like that, that one. That's
1: Chiefs. a good one. New dynasty. Um, What else? We could say if the Chiefs win, they'll be back-to-back winners.
2: No, mm. it's less making fun of people, but we can put it in there. Back-to-back. Um, uh, last hurrah. Mm. People wondering if this is Brady's last yeah, go- hurrah. Going
0: out on top. Yep.
2: Last hurrah, going out on top. Should we do that separate from? No, last I think hurrah? that's together. Okay. Um,
0: I think I'm prepared for this one
2: i know that's okay i should have prepped you but i didn't uh <laughs> you think they'll reference the coach's battle
1: uh i don't think that'll be as
0: we'll uh, get a lot of, of air of the enemy topic. head coach talk. yeah
1: i have yes yeah, so it'll be here. that one yep 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 so let's I would say be enemy. enemy a name
2: i always spell wrong because of that sneaky second i um that's seven thank you uh Oh, here's one. Uh, they're going to reference that the when Brady won his first Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was six.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. So could, I'm going to yeah. write
2: Patrick Mahomes was six. Someone's <laughs> going to say that phrase a lot of times. Uh, is, what about something about um, it being a home game? Yep. First, like a,
0: first team to ever uh, play in the city that the Super, Super Bowl. Is.
2: Yeah, like at home. So yeah, should yeah, we just yeah. call it? Should we just write home game? we roll trying to think Host of the City. phrases yeah. that they're going to say, where we can go. Gotcha. You said home game. Um, what about what? What else? This is where my my list gets thinner. Generational. Hmm. I think they'll say stuff about generational talents? Probably.
0: If Mahomes wins, is he on pace to? Is he going to pass Brady as the goat?
2: Oh, goat! Obviously, goat. Hmm. What about? We're not close to twenty four. No, nope. make a tiny. Can you make a smaller bingo board? Can you make a three by three? <laughs> well, it's not bingo yeah, right? then. <laughs> well, but if yeah, you get it, then it's tic tac toe. Close. We can make it tic tac toe. <laughs> hmm.
0: This is a great listen. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it is. I think it is. I think listening to people think it's actually kind of fascinating. You think anyone's going to bring up ketchup gate?
0: I was going to say Tom Brady versus Tyron Matthew chess game.
2: All right, let's put chess game on there.
0: Mm, you think, maybe.
1: Should we just put TB12 diet on there? Cause you know, oh, I was yeah. just up. about to say TB12 yeah. diet. TB12 so diet. I was thinking of avocado ice cream. Yeah.
2: Real ones know about nightshades, but I don't know if I can. Devin, Devin
0: White and his horse sally may i think her name is
2: i think his horse's name is sally
0: may i think (coughs) Devin Devin white loves horses and it gets you go to lsu yeah yeah
2: and it gets mentioned a lot horses yes okay okay do you think and this would be an indictment on our industry but do you think that uh scotty miller someone will will compare him to edelman yes it's not a good comparison besides the obvious one. that they play
0: football and they yeah. ca- catch passes from Tom Brady. Y-
2: yeah, I was thinking more along the kind of closer the re- to the Mayo discussion we were having before.
0: Um,
1: Scott, do you think Miller Edelman, ever since the game with Slime, do you think anybody will say we need a Super Bowl with Slime? Because I've seen that on Twitter a lot. Hmm.
0: See, I don't think we're going to get it from the, the like from the mainstream media. media. Yeah.
1: Mm-mm.
2: You got to think more like a like a like a boring documentary. I know, that's tough. Tom Brady and the the,
0: uh, the cliff that he was going to fall off of by a certain person.
2: The cliff? We need four more. We're closer um, than I first thought. First take. Hmm. Let's see. They're going to talk about the quarterbacks. They're going to talk about, I mean, do you think, I don't even want to, do you think they're going to bring up any of the gates? Not Bill, but like
1: deflate. No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, hmm.
0: I think the air has been sucked out of that story.
2: Very funny. Yeah. very funny. (laughs) Really, really
1: funny.
2: Really strong stuff. How many years have you been working on? (laughs) <laughs> that take
1: that was a really good take
2: <laughs> I actually I like that on one because I'm watching Tina really like it
1: and it's bringing me joy yeah, I actually like that good job Christine
2: is really enjoying this so. yeah Cr-
1: Christine's a big fan of that one big big
2: fan how about oh you know what we could do we could toss the last four out to the reddit perfect oh great because they're a lot smarter than us i know camille is going to be like hey here's an obvious one they're
0: going to put together a bingo board that makes ours look stupid
2: yeah the next four are wild cards you can fill them in with whatever you think but don't say something obvious like just naming a player that doesn't really work that way but we've got to reiterate father time passing the torch bill belichick new dynasty back to back last hurrah the enemy Patrick Mahomes was six. That's my favorite one. If we cross that one off, <laughs> I'm going to be so excited. Home game, generational, goat, chess game, TB12 diet, Devin White horse or horses, Scotty Miller Edelman, and a cliff.
0: So I don't want to take away from the Reddit, but what about like a Kelsey Gronk party after the Super Bowl? Like-
2: mm. Oh, yeah, you're right. We don't have any good Gronk ones on here. Let's just do Gronk Cruise because they will. Mm-hmm. Gronk Cruise. Everybody always brings up the Gronk Cruise.
0: Because I don't know if there's two tight ends that love to party more than these two.
2: Yeah, I guess like party, tight end party. And that one will be kind of up to interpretation.
0: And if the Reddit, well, when the Reddit makes better ones, we can update the. Yeah, the
2: bingo and then, board. Uh, tra- yeah we could swap them out. And then we'll make a bingo board with a list and they can populate them themselves. I'm
0: actually really excited about this because I don't really care like who wins the Super Bowl. So like if I don't finish Southern charm by then, like there's a chance that I would have watched that, but now I have this bingo board that I can.
2: And, and the way I see it, I'm like, I got to watch all this stuff anyway. Cause it's quote unquote my job. And now at least I can have a rooting interest in them saying Patrick Mahomes was six.
0: I really want to just tweet out at some point on that Sunday night bingo and only the people listening to the pod know what the hell i'm tweeting about also
2: when i'm on highly questionable i'm tempted to just use this as a list of words i have to work into the broadcast so i try to go through all of it
1: uh but it would help people out
2: i think we would have to state that it doesn't count that like if i do these it's as a fun wink it doesn't count for your bingo board
0: we should each week pick out like a word or phrase. If you're going to be on Holly questionable that week, that you have to find a way to get into the show.
2: All right. I'm into that. While we're in a predicting mood. um, uh, Now that that's over, uh, the lions are now actively seeking a trade for Matthew Stafford. That's a thing that we know. And here is my crazy prediction. Because Matthew Stafford is cheaper than Jimmy G, a quarterback that maybe the 49ers, Aren't thrilled with what if Matthew Stafford went to the 49ers, which would work well because friend of the pot new 49ers are you are you
0: reporting or is this no I'm not
2: reporting I'm absolutely speculating and I'm only uncomfortable because (laughs) people might be like doesn't she know him and I'm like I don't know him I've met him once he knows my boyfriend. The way that Mike McDaniel is uh, so run game focused, it would be very beneficial to him to have a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, who's like, oh, I can go in and do these things and open things up for you. I think that would be a great get. And then look at that. Jimmy G's available. What if Jimmy G somehow goes back to New England? Fast forward, we get a Super Bowl where it's Tom Brady with
1: the Buccaneers versus Bill Belichick with Jimmy G. I'm loving that prediction simply for the end result of seeing a Super Bowl like that. because Which means we would have to end Super Bowls forever. I think that's the yes. one to go out on. Yeah, I, I think that is where we just, we as a nation decide, you know what? We're done with Super Bowls after this one. The also interesting thing about that would be, if that happens, first of all, I want my flowers. But second of all,
2: <laughs> uh, we w- that would be the time that we would be able to talk about the, is it Brady or is it Belichick? And Mm -hmm. we will have talked it to death already by comparing two teams that didn't meet. We should have saved all of this for like, oh my God, it's Brady coaching the guy who was, I mean, it's uh, Belichick coaching the guy who's supposed to come after Brady that they got rid of, which was Bill was not happy about. Bill coaching him with Brady being coached by the coach that he always thought he wanted to have against each other incredible television that I now am like, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be so upset. Why I hope can't it NFL happen. be more like, why? Well, why?
0: first of all, I see as through it. As a drama
1: lover, why not?
0: I, yeah, you f- love first drama. First of all, I see through it. You are just fi- trying to find a way, as a Patriots fan, to get back to the Super Bowl because you had a year where you didn't get uh, there. Excuse
2: me. I honestly have faith in Bill Belichick's ability to coach a and team also the Super Bowl. I,
0: I have wished and said that Patriots fans... And actually, just that state in general deserves six
2: that decades. State? it's New England. It's many. It's states. New England's
0: not a state.
2: That you are the one who just said that state in yeah. general,
0: as in Massachusetts. Well,
2: then say that, Travis. That state, and that face. fan
0: base, Come deserves on this
2: podcast, this platform, and and go ahead, say something about Massachusetts.
0: Deserves six decades of utter failure in sports. Why is that? and we got 1 down and 59 years to go because you guys a sudden come up and we're the most <laughs> annoying fan base i've ever come across and right. i'm in an ohio state we're the fan.
2: most annoying. have you met philadelphia Nowhere near
0: as- no you- we're no what
2: what how are th- how are we annoying
1: because may- you guys may went I from interject? this like yes christine st- you know there, so, i um I don't necessarily side with either of you. However, if there's someone Travis, if there's someone I lean more towards, it it would be Travis. I because
0: thank you. Winning Winning
2: a lot is annoying. Totally get that. mm -hmm. Totally understand wanting Massachusetts to suffer because we had it so good. I will say Rational Patriots fans, of which there aren't a ton.
1: There aren't uh, any.
2: (laughs) You're <laughs> All right. Easy. You're you are one. you
1: are an Ohio State fan, on which a is why your name on it, which well, is why I, me. I, I am so hesitant to side with you, Travis, because you are an Ohio State fan. And that is just that's it's, a fantastic. I admit my fan base,
0: though. I admit it. It. I'm
1: admitting my yeah. fan base. I'm saying there aren't a ton of rational ones. But if you
2: speak to a rational Patriots fan, we knew that this was coming. We knew originally it was like, who's going to retire first? And then it was like, wait, Tom can keep going. Is he going to leave? And then he left. It's like we are dealing with something right now that was very difficult. And there's (laughs) a lot of interesting things you can learn from the situation if you treat it as something you can learn from if you're just out here like i'm glad they're suffering i hope they suffer forever you don't think losing your quarterback like the guy your guy at the beginning of a pandemic when everybody is isolated and then watching him while still locked down succeed with another team and go to the super bowl you don't think that's really painful. That's painful no. for a lot of people. So wanting you being like, <laughs> I think they just shows that you have cruelty in you. So because- maybe reflect on yourself and think about, well, they went through something really hard. Maybe we'll make it just 10 years of sucking. And also consider that every fan base that loses a lot and then wins, they get annoying, but they still have that previous period of loss. I was raised by a woman who loved sports and would not root for the Patriots because when she was young enough to date. So before I was even a thought in her mind, she went on a date with someone to the old stadium where they had metal benches that would like bow in the middle and it rained. And she sat in a puddle and watched this garbage football team just do garbage stuff. And she was like, that's it. I'm never rooting for the Patriots. <laughs> and she had to deal with like coming back around and even still, she's a pretty quiet Patriots fan. Cause she's like, I didn't, suffer through the suffering I hated it a lot but I didn't stay with it and so she's rational about that every team that sucks when they win a bunch gets annoying but it's still as a football fan the winning a bunch is very impressive and you should appreciate it
1: oh it's it's impressive And no one's taking away the fact that Tom Brady and what the Patriots did. No, no, no. What the the Patriots did was wildly impressive. And I do give Tom Brady the the credit. I give Bill Belichick the credit. However, however, I side with Travis in a sense that You won a lot for a long time. Yeah, and 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 I was I was. And he took pay cut after pay cut to help you guys win. If we did this thing that we originally are talking about, if Bill Belichick brought Jimmy G and the Patriots to the Super Bowl
2: against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and lost, I would argue that would also really suck.
0: But no, I don't want you to have the joy of the buildup. I want. You are a
2: misunderstanding what it's suffer. like to be a Patriots fan. This is the thing that sucks about being the fan of a team that wins a lot. The buildup isn't enough. Once you've won a Super Bowl, you don't get as excited when you go to the AFC Championship. You want that Super Bowl again. The bar is really high. Oh, you. So Tom thing. Brady. Oh goodness! <laughs> I'm trying to explain to you the mentality because I know you don't know what it feels like to win a lot. Let's move on to basketball. Oh, well, I do basketball the miami heat so quick right 59
0: here. more years to go
2: the miami heat are using covid sniffing dogs to decide if people can enter games i today watched local news for the first time in a very long time because i usually just find it to be very depressing and frustrating and it's creepy because like certain channels they're daytime news they've started naming them as if they're not news there's one channel that calls it the noon and I was like what's the noon and it was just like (laughs) afternoon news and I was like this isn't stop naming it different stuff tell us it's the news don't be confusing but anyway I was watching it to see what was up and I saw this story (laughs) so it actually worked Miami is using COVID sniffing dogs so basically you go in and then if the dog sits down next to you 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 can't come in and that sounds like torture to me.
0: That's a kind of a victory, though, in a to way. To see
2: a dog, and that dog comes over, and he, of all the people, he chooses you, and he sits down with you, and you're like, that means I lose. But it's a puppy, and he but
0: at least you
1: me. get to pet the dog.
2: Also, free labor. You actually don't get to pet the dog. That's like a known oh, thing. Okay, awesome. It's, it's
1: exactly dog. like when you're at an airport, you see the TSA drug sniffing dog and they say, you're not allowed to pet it, but they look super cute and they're just doing their job. I know. And then you see the the officer in charge of the dog like playing with it. And I'm like, why do you get to play with yeah, it? Yeah, like, but why, why do you know, get to pet him? I know
2: there's an answer. I know that it makes logical sense. I also think it's rude. And I think a lot of those officers are just showing off. The dog's got a big thing that says, do not pet. And the guy's petting him. And I'm
1: like, okay, we get it. You're so, and they also scream at you if you attempt to pet it. The dog can't be pet. It's well, spoken. Sounds like this is a personal story. pet the dog before. I mean, have you not passed a dog and tried to pet it?
2: Well, I've come up with a new strategy. I now just yell to the officer, "Is that a good boy?" <laughs> um, and it's very disarming. A lot of cops that are looking at me like you're, they, cause they've got me, they've, they know my profile. They're like, this person is exactly the person who's going to come try to pet this dog. Mm-hmm. And so now I kind of just catch them off guard by being like, Hey, and they look at me like, what, you can't pet it. But instead I go, is that a good boy? And then the <laughs> officer's like, yes, yeah, a good boy. And I'm like, what a good boy. And then sometimes they'll let you pet it. I'm just <gasps> saying it's happened once. I'm at curious the Winter about it. These... at notre dame <laughs> Go ahead,
0: I'm, I'm curious about <laughs> these dogs there's actually a documentary on netflix about uh dogs being trained to be service huh yeah it's kind of sad but oh. um i'm just curious like how easy is it to train these dogs can we just make it's it hard. like like that's what i'm curious like can we just get these dogs at like every corner because Sounds like it's easier to train a dog to sniff out COVID than it is to get a person Here's to wear a mask. The
2: then you got to start talking about. I mean, how much is our treasury focused on treats? Do we have enough mm. treats to pay the dogs to find the COVID? Also, dogs have not done anything wrong. Why are they the things we're making work really yeah, hard? Why do to they fix have COVID? to work? Humans should have to fix COVID. Just because we've proven that we're in a incapable of doing that doesn't mean that now the dogs have to step up and save us. I'm actually anti-dogs sniffing out COVID because if a if if the Miami heat game becomes a super spreader event, guess who's getting blamed Fido. And I don't think that's fair because you're putting a lot on a dog. And as we've learned, dogs have to pay rent and don't have jobs. They can't generate income. That's a lot on them right now. They're going through some stuff. A lot of them have been the only life they know. Like Myrtle is this life locked in this home with their crazy mom all the time. And so like, let's cut the dogs some slack. But this story means that Miami is joining a growing list of cities that are now allowing fans in some type of limited capacity at their games. We've got Atlanta, Miami, uh, Indiana, I think I did. I say state. It doesn't matter. Memphis, Cleveland, Houston, New Orleans, Orlando and Utah unrelated but related the wizards on sunday for the first time since january 11th had enough eligible players that got through the health and safety protocols to play a game Hmm. first time since january 11th
0: that's two weeks for people trying to do the math that is
2: the fact that these two stories came from the same league and nobody's going so wait why are we letting fans in it sounds like it's not over (laughs) uh I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But let's I, move on to Coach K. Well,
0: hold on. I would just like to say that
2: what?
0: this this story is the end all reason for why dogs are better than cats.
2: I mean, for we are for once and that. for all. We, we already know It's there's a
0: lot of there's a lot of dumb people out there in the world.
2: Well, tra- yes, Travis. Yeah. Well that that is very true. Actually, good point worth making. I think what Travis is trying to say is let's make cats fix COVID. Yes. Somebody teach a cat how to, and then if this cat ignores you, then it means you have COVID. That's what we should do. Put a cat at the door, Miami. And if the cat shows absolutely no love to you, you can't get in. That way, nobody will get in because cats don't love us like dogs do. And fans (laughs) won't come to games anymore. So any other city that's not currently allowing fans and you're like, oh, we're being pressured to allow fans because of these other cities that are acting irresponsibly. What can we do? Here's what you do. Tell everybody you got a COVID sniffing cat. Make it an impossible test to pass. Done. Coach K was interviewed uh, by a student reporter after a game. Uh, not doing well this season, Duke. Uh, they're five and five. They had just dropped their third straight game Saturday night. It was a 70 to 65 loss to Lowellville. And did so. Uh, thank you. After, did you say pronunciating? Because I love it. Um After the game, a student (laughs) named Jake Piazza, uh, he writes for the Duke Chronicle, asked Coach K, what's next for the team after three straight losses? Is it the most interesting question in the world? No. Is it a question that Coach K has answered 5,000 times in his career? Yes. But this time, Coach K responded by basically saying that that's a dumb question. We just lost a game and we need to analyze why we lost that game. And then he used a metaphor question mark that really doesn't make sense. He asked the kid what his major was. The kid didn't answer because I think he was waiting for Coach K to answer his question. But then he said, what's your hardest class? The kid said econ. And he's like, okay. So it's like you take an econ test. And after that test that you've prepped for, the hardest test possible, I asked you, what's next? And it was like... That happens to college kids a lot. A lot of times you've got a really hard econ test and then in an hour you have a really hard chemistry test. And they don't get to complain about it. And they're also not getting paid. So not only are they not getting paid, they're paying.
0: They paid for for that D.
2: It just feels oh God, they paid for that D. Somebody pulled that. Oh no, no, no. Travis just unknowingly. Said the funniest thing he'll ever say, I think. They paid for that D?
0: I quit the My podcast. God. I'm done.
2: I'm done. My God. They paid for that D. If I were to do... if I, I'm going to try to move on. If I were to do the thing I normally do and try to empathize with Coach K, I will say that... He's coaching a season in a pandemic and what we've seen with let's use Kyrie as the most visible example. There are people that are in positions where they are not struggling financially or struggling with like day-to-day job stuff that are struggling with like keeping their brain focused on their job because there's so much other stuff going on right now. I think that's probably not what's happening with Coach K, but again, I say this a lot. If I'm going to advocate for mental health, it's very difficult to be like this guy who's doing this difficult thing that I would probably struggle with might have been struggling with it at that moment. I'm not absolving him of it. I'm just saying consider that when reacting like with extreme anger to Coach K. But I think what he did here was a not the move, firmly not the move. (laughs) And uh, a guy who's been doing it for this long should know exactly how to fake their way through that question so that they don't have to say that sit there much longer he didn't have to turn this into like a you should know better that's a yeah. crappy question it's like pro <laughs> pro sports journalists ask dumb questions mostly because it it's dumb like a lot of the, they've got to ask questions they've got to get information they've got to fill
1: the holes in their story and then file them so just do the process go through the process and also after what travis said i'm sweating so um <laughs> again what he said was they paid uh, for that d anywho moving on from that now d plus. um oh no you know no, what, just travis? just let it let, let what extra. you said die where it was um, wow i lost my train of thought of sweating anywho okay found it i as someone who was an intern who was around University of Kentucky's football and basketball teams when I was in college, getting to interview coaches and players if I was lucky enough to find myself in that situation. Um, it's terrifying. Yes. And it, is, it is wildly anxiety inducing. And as somebody who gets very nervous very quickly, um, I can only imagine This kid mustered up the courage. He thought he had a great question and might not have been the greatest question, but this is his moment. He's going to pitch his question to Coach K and Coach K is going to answer it and he yells at you (laughs) so I think you know for this kid as I can sympathize I have been in situations where you know you're you're sitting and you're waiting and your palms are sweaty and your heart's racing and you're like all right it's my turn my turn to ask the question and I'm the youngest in the room here and I'm gonna do it and he gets yelled at and and, you know he gets smurfed on and so I
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd be smurfed on no you're right it's also interesting, you would like to think that Coach K, a guy who's coached what the NCAA insists we refer to as student athletes for so long, understands the power dynamic between a coach like Coach K and a student. Like that same nervousness, that same like, oh my God, this is it, must be at least a little bit related to the feeling that a student athlete has when they go to meet him and play for him for the first time or the first time they get corrected or, you know, yelled at in practice for doing something wrong. There's this like, it's Coach K. So this guy is working with student athletes all this time and he treats a student in a way that like demonstrates he doesn't understand the power structure of that relationship. And that to me was very disappointing. You are not just like the students, Coach K, for many, 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 many reasons.
0: I'm curious if Coach K lets his athletes then when they have a bad econ test to take a moment or have a bad practice. Because I bet you he gets on them if they have a bad practice because you, you have to compartmentalize that, law, that bad test and move on.
2: Travis, look at me. That's a really good point. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: And also, if I was, uh, he goes.
2: he's going to keep going. If I was,
0: him. if I was the, if I was Jake, I my answer would have been, well, after a bad test, I go get drunk. So is that where you're going to go do? That's
2: good. That's good. <laughs> that would have moved it. That would have helped. That would have helped Jake get uh, really start his future in sports journalism. Absolutely, so Jake, go if ahead. you want to be the Travis of sports journalism, that's what
1: you should have said and say that next time. And I, to go off of your point, Katie, I understand maybe coach K is going through a lot. You know, he, he had a really bad game. He's had not the greatest season, you know, I I could be evidence that he is not doing well mentally. It could also not be evidence of that. And, And, you know, I understand there are situations where, you know, you're having a bad day and all it does is take one person to say the wrong thing and you go off. I think in this situation. Coach K was wrongfully projecting his anger mm-hmm. <laughs> towards this poor kid, mm-hmm. and so I'm. Uh, I think did he apologize? I think he did. I, I, I hope I didn't, he did. I didn't
2: follow up. I,
1: um, I saw on Twitter somewhere. I think that he did. So I'm hoping he did, and if he did, that's great. You know, it we've seen it before. Not enough. Coach- I'll say not enough. I think Coach yeah. K should, in the next few
2: press conferences, go to Jake for the first question and give him a real answer. Every and pay day. for
0: his tuition
2: and pay for his tuition and also. <laughs> Uh, get him catch up for his stake because he's still in college. These are all things I think Coach K has to do in order to in order to write this in write this wrong.
1: Yeah, no, I think that Coach K was wrong. I don't think that we should discount all of that went into his very emotional response. Um, but I do think he should apologize.
2: I want to move on because we have to get to this stuff. And I was supposed to have a meeting at six that I'm obviously not going to make (laughs) the, uh, NWHL, the national women's hockey league is now in the midst of a very abbreviated bubble season. So it started Saturday. It's 14 days. Each of the six teams, it was five teams last we checked. So if you're like what six teams, Toronto now has a team. Each of the six teams will play five games and then they have a playoff for the title. So uh, the previous full season of NWHL was 24 games each. So that's how abbreviated it is. It's very short. But this bubble is in Lake Placid, New York, which is where the miracle on ice happened in the 1980 Olympics. So that's a, uh, I've been to Lake Placid so many times because when you are raised in a hockey family, that's where like every Can-Am tournament is. And I've just been to the ski jumps that aren't ski jumps anymore. A lot. I have a lot of memories of that little New York town. The main goal of this for the NWHL, who had a lot of issues with staying alive, it's still a very young league, uh, as you can tell by the fact they have six teams, the main goal is visibility for business development. So it's almost like a showcase. And the reason this is important because is because the Isabel Cup the playoffs will air on NBCSN, which is huge. I believe it's the first time that the Women's Hockey League has been aired on a national cable channel. The goal is, you know, Boston and Toronto are the only two teams that are owned independently within this league. And so they need money. They need investors. They need advertisers. If they were to take this pandemic off, their league entirely could shutter. It could just end. And so, What I found so interesting is that 95% of signed players opted into this bubble and they're taking COVID seriously, but I think they didn't do a quarantine period to start this tournament, but there's like, if you test positive, you're going to have to go and quarantine until you test negative twice, but it's fascinating to me because I saw this article in the Chicago Tribune the other day about Jerry Reinsdorf, who's the chairman of the White Sox. And it was basically like he is shouldering the burden of having to pay his players with no certain future for when stands will, fans will be allowed in the stadiums. And it made him out to be this incredible guy for thinking about the future of his franchise and signing players on like a Bobby Bonilla type deal so that he could, like not giving up on the idea of winning World Series, even with this terrible pandemic. Jerry Reinsdorf has so much money I'm much more interested in the fact that an entire hockey league, a women's hockey league that already is dealing with the fact that anyone hears women's hockey league and just doesn't really care or decides they don't have to care or at worst makes fun of it. This league has to take advantage of a moment like a pandemic where other sports are like taking breaks and playing it safe. Kind of for a minute. The NWHL is like, we have to risk this. Because we can get our games on NBCSN and we can save our league. And to see that 95% of players were like, all right, let's go, it's like, man, that's women athletes, female athletes, they don't get enough respect. I don't know if anybody knows that, but it's just a point. It just sat, it sat with me because I read that Tribune article and I'm like, this isn't worth talking about how they've just praised. They compared him to the uh, chairman of the Cubs basically saying the Cubs did nothing. The white Sox are still making moves. And it's like, that's great. That's cool. I don't feel bad for a super rich owner who has used uh, what's it called service time to like screw players out of money for a long time and now banked a bunch of money. And he's like, Oh no, fans can't come. How am I going to make money? It's like, it doesn't matter. You have a bunch. The NWHL is like, how can we continue to grow a league we're going to have to risk it and do this weird little showcase playoff thing and hope that people watch. So if that's enough to get you into it, I think we should watch some NWHL games. Try it. They've been There's been close games. There's been stressful games. Hockey is an exciting sport. And so February 4th and 5th, your assignment, Travis, should you choose to accept it? And should you not, you don't have a choice. You got to watch the Isabel Cup playoffs on NBCSN. I wish they were on ESPN so that I could potentially not get in trouble for saying this. But
0: I mean, I don't have a whole lot going on, so okay. It's on a Thursday and Friday. I feel like I can fit into my calendar, which is wide, wide open.
2: open. Well, I know you got a lot of southern charm, but your teams to choose from to root for are uh Ooh, Buffalo, tiny. Boston, New Jersey, Toronto, Connecticut, and Minnesota. Hmm.
0: Definitely not Boston
2: that's we knew <laughs> we got it it's funny because Buff- if you were born in boston you would be the most insufflant. oh like, i'd
0: be i'd be obnoxious be the
2: worst which is
0: which is why i think that's why i want you guys to fail
2: yeah it makes perfect sense you're projecting but i Please think continue. i'm thinking
0: with buffalo or maybe toronto
2: mm. well toronto's the newest team
0: yeah i, like I think they're called the
2: toronto six that's your Christine- thing what are what are their mascots Christina- do we know Oh, yeah, I, I do. I just should know them off the top of my head, and I'll be honest, I don't. Um, uh, Boston is the...
0: But uh, We don't care about Boston.
2: Stop! <laughs> okay, yeah, Buffalo is the Buffalo Buttes.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, you don't like Buttes? It's a great hockey word, and I'm it's just, got the double entendre. I'm just... Okay, that's fine. Uh, the Boston Pride, Buffalo Buttes... <laughs> Connecticut Whale, it's
0: pretty sick. Jesus, what? Of course, they went with Whale. That's
2: the Minnesota Whitecaps, Ooh. the Toronto Six, and then the Metropolitan Riveters. We're going with Minnesota.
1: Okay. Hmm. Tina, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go home state, and I'm going to go Connecticut. The Connecticut Whale is pretty cool. Yeah, Travis just made fun of it, but I. I'm going to be a Connecticut. I made fun of it because none of you picked the buttes. It's such a good, I
0: made fun of it because people in Connecticut love to bring up the freaking whalers and it's just, they're not coming back. Give it up.
2: Yeah, but they don't (laughs) have to come back, Travis, because now we have the Connecticut whale. Exactly. Well,
0: I don't see any of those people supporting said, this team. He
2: well, I don't see <laughs> any of those people. So maybe you should shame those people. Everybody who comes out I'm here and buys a I... Whalers jersey every time somebody releases a throwback, they should put their money where their mouth is and root for the Connecticut Whale because if they don't show up, they're a bunch of posers.
0: I'm going to start. If I see anybody tweet about the Whalers, I'm coming at them.
2: I wonder if you can gamble on the NWHL. I'll look into it. More importantly, the only story we definitely have to get to before this all is over because it was specifically requested and it's right in our wheelhouse is that Tony D'Angelo, a defenseman for the New York Rangers, might have a burner account. Mm. I've put a link to the account in here. I would, I would recommend you go to tweets and replies if you want to see him because he doesn't really tweet much unless it's in replies to people. So the story, Tony D'Angelo uh, was kicked off or no sorry he left twitter he was an extremely online hockey player which is always a little bit of a dangerous waters but he left twitter uh when you know who was banned um and then as of friday uh his first tweet and i don't know if it was this friday or last friday but i think it was this friday uh new york nyr fan nine two three six zero two four four That's the name of the account, a perfect name for a burner account, Uh, tweeted 940 p.m. on Friday in response to somebody criticizing Tony D'Angelo, responded that it's not his fault. And then that just set off a firestorm. All of this account's tweets were in defense of Tony D'Angelo, who I'll remind you is a defenseman, so he does not need your help unless you're Tony D'Angelo running this account, defending Tony D'Angelo. Uh, then he pinned a tweet, and that tweet is still pinned, from January 23rd. For the record, since for some reason people keep saying this, I'm not Tony D'Angelo, properly capitalized, just someone who's sick of him being criticized by people who know nothing about the game of hockey. Travis, I'll stop there and ask you, how are you leaning? It's looking like a it's him. Christina, do you have an opinion?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would say based on the information provided, I would venture to say this is his account, especially because the pinned tweet is saying, hey, guys, it's not me.
2: It does just feel so dumb if it wasn't you that you would pin the tweet that says that it wasn't you. But it gets worse. So then somebody and I'll try to explain this in the easiest way possible, and I might get it wrong. But you know what? It's a it's about a Twitter account. So who cares? Um, I'll remind you, Bob Ryan has never eaten or heard of a Twix bar. So I'm not worried about my journalistic integrity here. If I get this wrong, I never had any to begin with. So then somebody tweeted at him a fake tweet with like fake metadata that like proved quote unquote, that it was him. I think they were trolling him. He responded to that tweet of fake metadata three times, basically saying like, let me see if I can actually find it. I think he said like, what the F, how did you do this? He said, what the F is this? You're a liar. And then how did you do this? And so the do this that somebody had, uh, had, had claimed to have done is like clicked some special button somewhere that programmers know about and found out where the tweets were being sent from and said that it proved that it was him. It was fake. But the way he responded, how did you do this? A little fishy to me. It seems like... He's wondering how this guy got this real information, even though the information's not real. So then somebody else on Twitter claimed to have sent this account a IP, it's what's like an IP grabber link that is basically a link to, to make this as simple as possible. I'm sorry to people who are good at this kind of stuff. It's a link that if you click on it, it reveals your IP address to the person who sent you the link. The person sent him that link. He clicked it right away, they said. And then it revealed that he was tweeting from Pittsburgh and the Rangers were playing Pittsburgh. Hmm. Hmm. And then there's another added element of Olive Garden that yeah, I'm I was trying to say. get to the bottom <laughs> of and I can't figure it out. And it's making me so I, upset. No, I am I'm
0: So confused. it looks like uh, somebody just being funny, said, okay, quick, what's your opinion on Olive Garden? I think that's how it might've got
2: started. Because then he just was like, okay, a lot of you guys are tweeting at me about Olive Garden and I've never said anything about Olive Garden before. What is this? So I tried to look up if the real Tony D'Angelo has ever said anything about Olive Garden. And I bet that's what it is. I just couldn't find the right collection of words to find the reference. I think it's too inside of a reference and I'm too outside.
1: I could go Apparently for the breadsticks. i tweeting though, at right him now. about Olive
2: Garden a lot and he's getting really, really, really mad.
0: Their breadsticks are delicious.
2: They are delicious. That's mm. very, and they're endless. Soup salad breadsticks is awesome. There's soup I can do without. But if I could just eat that salad and those breadsticks, I don't care. That's if that's all Olive Garden has to offer, it's still valuable to me. <sighs> I mean, somebody wrote, I've been a D'Angelo supporter, but he was awful tonight. And this account responded, LOL, meanwhile, you're sitting at home on the couch, laugh, crying face. Tony is more successful than you will ever be. Now, the reason that's remarkable to me is because if it's not Tony D'Angelo, then the person tweeting this is also sitting at home on the couch. (laughs) So if the way you're dunking on somebody sitting at home on the couch is by pointing that out, you're basically admitting you are not sitting at home on the couch. You are Tony D'Angelo.
1: Yeah, I just, I, all, all signs are pointing to this is you, Tony. And it, you know what? I'm not going to say it's okay because I understand being defensive, but I mean, you got to be smarter with it then, maybe. I mean, it, the, the fact that he's so defensive over such odd things that it's just, I don't understand. This, it has to be him. To play literal devils at ad- well i you guess it's angels. rangers
2: advocate no this would be rangers advocate because the devils play <laughs> in new jersey uh the, um i would say there was probably a willingness to pick on tony d'angelo given a lot of his uh opinions that he shared publicly on his twitter account and the reason he quote unquote left twitter the most convincing argument to me is that this guy was incredibly online until he wasn't in a very performative way he left the platform and if you're a super tweeter and you can't tweet anymore a burner account is like you know it's like a taking like a little bump of like oh, let me just get some of this out so i think i think it's probably him but I also think people are much more willing to just be like, yeah, it's definitely him because it's if it's not him, I think we could do damage if we go too far with uh, telling this account that it's him. Well, but I will say I'm like I'm like uh, 70, 30 that it's him.
0: One of the reasons I think it could be him is if it was if there was a the bunch of tweets, then I would I would think that it's a, like a fan. But it's it looks like he
2: joined January 2021.
0: Just wanted to linger and like see things, but not be there. And then kind of got caught up in it. Like he created it just so he could be on social media and see what's being said.
2: Yeah. It's like in Superman when I'm like, why did nobody ever get curious when Clark Kent left? It was always when Superman showed up. (laughs) And so it's like Tony D'Angelo, a guy who tweets a lot, (laughs) left the party. And then this guy showed up for the first time. just and so very <laughs> very focused on tony d'angelo so it's like well i think it makes a lot of sense i'm
1: just pointing
2: yeah i think we should just, just put glasses on this twitter account and see like oh my god you look just like clark kent i get it now
0: and if it was somebody if like that was like my account and somebody accused me of being a player and it was his burner account i think i'm gonna like find a way to keep it going and not come out and say it's not
2: well I would yeah I would immediately start tweeting about other people on the rangers I would immediately start defending other it's the thing that I get so frustrated about with these burner accounts it's like you can't only tweet about you you have to engage with other content and then you can have a successful burner account maybe that's what we should do in the next podcast we'll like put together a list of like how to have a burner account and not get caught, which (laughs) I don't have. I have a burner Instagram, but it's only so that I can watch people's stories without them seeing that I watched their stories. Because for me, when I check who watched my stories, I'm not saying this to brag, I'm saying it's because it's annoying. Like when there was, before I was dating Dan, a lot of women will check their Instagram stories to see if the guy they have a crush on is checking their Instagram oh, stories. Oh, absolutely. Because when you have a crush on somebody, you check their Instagram stories.
0: Oh, I got a good story when you're done with so this. So
2: many people check my Instagram stories just because it's, at the, it's on their thing that I can't ever see the list of everybody. And I can't ever know if this person clicked on it. When I want to look at other people's, I know that a lot of the people I want to look at don't have a, a ton of followers and will see my name. And then I'm outed and they know that I looked at their Instagram stories and then they'll think I care, which I definitely don't. But I definitely do because I'm checking their Instagram <laughs> stories. So I have a fake Instagram so that I can watch the Instagram stories of people who have wronged me.
0: So Christine already knows the story. This was as probably a, a year ago or it's I think it was it's coming up on a year is. I was uh, talking with this girl and we'd hung out a couple of times and then she had traveled to LA for work and texting periodically, but distant. And then she just stopped responding. And I had posted a couple things on my Instagram story and lo and behold, hmm. Lisa, I think that was yeah. her name. Who knows?
1: I think he that was her name.
0: It. it was a while ago. It was a year ago. Um, was viewing my stories.
1: Hmm. And I so, do remember this So
0: then I like the next day I was talking to Christina about it. I go I'm just gonna post something on my story just to see. And the next day there it was again she viewed the story but wouldn't see, respond to my interesting.
2: text. that's interesting to me because I had a back when I was single for a minute, I had a person who when they didn't check my stories was how they would was how I got ghosted. Like they stopped looking at my stories, and I was like, "What's up?"
0: I'm like, you're, "So you're not responding to my text, but but you're the going fact to check out she's looking Instagram? at your
2: stories means she's either still interested, oh, or no. she has no idea you that see- you can see who looks oh, in- so so. That's so why then- it was
1: so odd, and we we were diving into this for it had to have been two or three weeks, and Travis came to me and said, "What? How? How do we approach this?" And I said that let we should post, like you said, a um fake picture. You know, something that you're purposely putting onto your Instagram story just to see if she's going to look at it, which she did. So then it was confusing. Is she not texting you back for reasons that she doesn't want to keep hanging out with you? And if she does, and why is she looking at your Instagram story? It's all very confusing. So I think that's probably just her way of saying that she didn't want to keep dating, which- but- then no, well, why how? look at the Instagram stories? We went on, we on
0: two hey, dates. It, you had an easy ejection court. Like you could have just yeah, well, it was
2: Kevin's so in, odd. In her defense, which I don't think she deserves. I think she's entirely in the wrong here and she should grow up and tell you that she doesn't want to date you anymore. A lot of guys don't take that well.
0: Oh, I'm like, if you tell me, I'm like, all right, like, oh, so I'll just sit so there. So what you
2: should have done, and I know it's too late now, Monday morning quarterbacking here, but I think you should have posted to your Instagram stories, hey, Lisa, hope you're doing well. <laughs> I don't want to date you either. <laughs>
1: Then hey lisa that. i know you're going to see this because Yo, lisa, you watched What's the last thanks couple? for not
2: responding to my texts see, uh well, I,
0: most might not take to it but like so case in point i said that i went on a date with the girl and after she texted me a couple days later i was like not really feeling it all right cool thanks for being honest good luck with oh that whatever. was this
2: date that you just went on no this was a different words? one this was a different oh, okay. one okay
0: but like i'm like if you tell me all right cool
2: honestly it's as you get older the more you realize that like that's such a nice thing to do to someone. Is to say, it's like, so nice. hey, I don't um, think this is going to work. Yeah, because it, the sooner you could say it.
0: But I wonder if she just didn't know is. that I. You can see who views.
2: Mm. Yeah, she. I feels like she doesn't know that. So, Lisa, honey, <laughs> that's why I have yet to click on a fleet. You know the Twitter thing. Oh, those are fleets. so dumb. Oh, I okay, yeah. click them. I was like, I don't know if they can see that I would see this, so I have not clicked on a single one. Do you yeah, want I don't to create, really know do you want me how they to work. Right
0: one, Katie, and then you can like click it and we'll find out for you. Somebody
2: told me that they can see it. So now I'm just going to stay. I have, also I don't need it. I do not need that in my life because you know what that does for me? We'll move on right after this, I promise. But it just gives me another avenue. I have to look for the thing I found earlier that I want to talk about on this podcast. Because right now it's like, is it saved in my Twitter bookmarks? Was it a tweet that I favorited? Was it a tweet I saved to my drafts? Did I write it in my notes? Did I write it in my literal (laughs) notebook? Did I email it to somebody? Was it in a text conversation? And now I have to... Was it a fleet? It's like, it's too much. I need one. I'm like trying to streamline so I'm not overwhelmed. So when they introduced fleets, I'm like, you guys are taking a, a, a social media network whose entire thing is like, what are you up to when none of us are up to anything? And you're adding another way for us to tell people what we're up to when we have no new things that we're up to. Stop asking me how my day went. It went Like yesterday, over and over again. I hung out with Myrtle. I have nothing new. Stop giving me new ways to express the few things I've thought because it's too many avenues. Conor McGregor got knocked out and turned into a meme. This was a weekend, a week of um, memes just being immediately driven into the ground. And then when Connor got knocked out and somebody photoshopped Bernie holding Connor, I was like, I'm done with I've I've reached capacity at the Internet. I don't need more Internet. The,
0: the fight just went way too long. That's all. Like,
2: didn't he lose
1: in the second round?
0: Yeah, well, sorry. The night. I, it was ah, way past my yes. bedtime.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I would second that. It was way past my bedtime. And um, it just didn't last. The the fight itself didn't last long enough for me to justify staying up until 1 a.m. for this. (laughs) Crazy.
2: I'm up till four, so I can't relate. But I can understand that that must suck because you wake up a lot earlier than I do. Uh, (laughs) These are other things that we're not going to talk about or get to. John Madden thinks that NFL teams would benefit from hiring people that play Madden, the video game. (laughs) <laughs> which if you're a video game named Nolan, I'd be like, yeah, people who play this rule and are smarter than everybody else. It just makes sense from a marketing standpoint. Also in Madden news, the Pro Bowl will be played virtually on Madden 21. Each player will play for one five-minute quarter. Exact head-to-head matchups have not been determined while playing from their home using the official... All right. They're going to use the Pro Bowl rosters and play. That'll be fun. That is actually a lot more fun-sounding... And the, the Pro Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you're supposed to say that on an Espen platform. And then, Travis, is this worth it? It says, I have another pet peeve that appeared this weekend, Parentheses, Travis.
0: I mean, we can save it if time is of the essence.
2: Is it quick?
0: Yeah. Uh, if you're going to wear, like, black, if you're a basketball player, if you're wearing black shoes, please wear black socks. Don't wear white socks. Wow.
1: Could- that is not what I thought was going to happen. That's not where I thought this was going, but now I'm interested. Why?
0: It just it clashes.
1: Clashes is weird because white and black can't really clash but you except wear the black you know, socks. don't wear.
2: I, th- but it's white matches everything and black matches everything except maybe like black and brown and black and blue. But like you, there's not really. I know this because I'm I'm hopelessly basic and anytime I wear like a loud pant, I chicken out and I wear a white shirt because I'm but, like, Ay, I went too. But hard you can on wear
0: pants. black socks that will go. It it just looks weird. And then, while we're at it. If you're going to wear a button-up shirt, guys, please wear a V-neck underneath undershirt. Under please don't wear a neck undershirt.
2: What sort of advice do you have for people who wear when I – because I don't like when I can see an undershirt through a shirt.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, me neither. That's- but then I
2: also understand that if I can see the undershirt through the shirt, that's why you had to wear an undershirt because you didn't want me to see your nipples.
0: <laughs> no, no. But so wear a V-neck under undershirt. That's all you have to you, do. Yeah, you're
2: still going to – no, I don't mean see the shirt at the top. I mean see it. Like, I can see your short
1: sleeves. Yeah, like like the shirt is so thin that I can see the outline of the shirt you're wearing underneath the shirt. And I'm like, I hate that I can
2: tell you have two shirts on, but I also completely understand because I would hate to know that you had nipples.
0: I don't think I ever (laughs) go through that, but you have to wear that because the other options aren't better. But I'm talking about...
2: I know Travis, but I was asking you to help me with this dilemma.
0: Then they can't. They need to get a better shirt.
2: Okay, well, get a thicker shirt.
0: Yeah, get a thicker shirt.
2: You pay for that, D. Um, I think we have time for one more voicemail. <laughs> we actually really don't, but we're gonna do it anyway because we're pot committed. Hi, Katie and Whoa, Company. Sorry. Um, this is Allison from Delaware. Um, I just finished listening to the Mina podcast, and I gotta say, I
1: shed a few tears. Um, since I really relate to, um, Katie, your journey throughout the past 10 or so months and, um, you know,
2: hitting rock bottom and then having a support system to kind of pull you out of it and then coming to some conclusions about yourself. Um, so my question for Katie, Travis, and Christina or whoever else is included in this is, uh, what is one thing about yourselves, non-physical that, Uh, you once either didn't like about yourself or were made to feel kind of ashamed about that you now appreciate or really like or love about yourself. Uh, Love you, mean it. Bye. Allison, love you, mean it. I loved ending on this question, but I know I'm springing it on you guys, so I'm going to give you some time to think about it. But it's such a valuable lesson of like stuff that you used to beat yourself up for. That now you're like, "Eh, this is kind of a cool thing about me or like I can and obviously mine is my ADD that I hated it for so long and thought that it was the thing that was going to hold me back. And I've recently kind of discovered that, like, no, as long as I work to understand it better, I can build my life around it in a way that makes it more of a superpower than a then it still gets in the way sometimes, but I've learned to think it's adorable instead of thinking it's incredibly annoying and keeping <laughs> me from any type of success or real happiness. Do either of you have an answer that you can think of? I do love that she phrased it like Travis or Christina or whoever even works here at this point. I agree. I or, or whoever's around. But if she can get your name right, then so can your grandmother-in-law or whatever, <laughs> <call> your boyfriend's me, <laughs> ma, so, wow. better step it up. Allison can do it, so can she.
1: Travis, do you have anything?
0: I don't have anything right now. You go, Tina.
1: Um, let me think right on the spot here. I mean, there are quite a few things that in the, wow, 26, ugh, sounds gross to say, in the 26 oh, years I've been on this earth. Here's the problem. All- you're too young to answer this question.
2: <laughs> I hope you're no, realizing I- that you're just too young. You're still in the phase where you're like, this part of me sucks because you have to be because- you're trying to see if it's something you can fix. And then you hit 30 and you're like, this is not going to fix this. How do I employ? Yeah.
1: And I think that, you know, over the last 26 years, there are plenty of things that I have either felt ashamed about myself or don't like about myself. I think most recently when I graduated college and then didn't move back home, I spent the last six years, you know, moving all over the place and moving places by myself. I learned a lot about myself living in these places alone, and I had a lot of time to self-reflect. I think that probably the two things that I was always the most self-conscious about were I'm very long-winded. I talk a lot. And my family in particular, hence why I work in podcasting, my family in particular and all of my friends are always saying, all right, get to the point, get to the point, because I talk a lot, and I my stories last hours. um And most recently, I've just decided to say, you know what? One day, you people are going to love all of the added details and all the twists and turns <laughs> in my stories because my stories are more interesting. That's and right. My stories take you on an adventure. That's so you right. You're not wasting buckle
2: words. Up. Exactly. Up. You know these what? Buckle what up.
1: are Get important. Ready for this? Exactly. And I think that the what. It goes hand in hand with that thing that I was always so anxious about is the fact that um, she's still going with this. Yeah. Story? <laughs> See, exactly. Wait, so I'm going to add into what I, <laughs> what
0: I don't that I no, do that's exactly. bad and I cut people off and I should do that right now. <laughs>
1: No, and I, I think because then I get nervous when I know we that I'm time. speaking way too long, but it's that I'm so non-confrontational. And then when people say, get to the point, I'm like, oh, OK. And I never say, you know what? No, stick Fair around up. for the ending. No so stick around for the. ever ending.
2: been better because someone says get to the
1: point. And then you're like,
2: oh, OK, well, my dog died. It's like, oh, well, yeah, now and it's like well, is now,
1: now you have so many questions and all of those questions would have been answered if you would have just listened.
2: Sometimes the destination is the journey. Sometimes the story isn't about what happens at the end. It's about Mm -hmm. the story itself. Travis, I'm so curious to listen to you self-reflect. What's a thing about you? Well, the hate. (laughs) that you now embrace, not because you don't care that it's bad, <laughs> but because you've realized it's good. That's a very yeah. specific question. And I'm I'm so worried that you're going to be like cutting people off. I've learned what they say doesn't matter. <laughs> no, that's,
0: that's the thing is that's what first came to me, but I, it's not a good thing, but I just cut people off and i try to work on it, but it's so hard because when I have a point, like I'm like a dog where I just want to like get in there and just say, like, if I have something to say, I just want to say it and I'm trying to work on not saying it so fast.
2: If I may, as an interrupter, I've learned that if I'm interrupting because I'm actively listening to you and I feel like I have something that will help what you're saying, and if I don't say it, I'm going to forget it, I've found that people are more forgiving. Whereas if you're just saying it because (laughs) you're not listening and you think of something and I'm somewhere else and you jump in and you say it, then I'm like... I just said that. And you're not listening. You just
1: want to talk.
2: That's so, so, exa-
1: See, people like you are why people like me get uncomfortable when I tell stories because people jump in. I'm like, just let me get to my point. It's going to yep. take a minute, but just let me get there.
0: So there are times where people in this spot have noticed where I don't listen at times and I will talk, but there are times that I'm afraid that- it- <laughs> Katie's going to take like a hard left and I'd like to keep going down that road. And so I need to get my point in before she takes a left.
2: But, and I'm all for that because I do sometimes try to move this thing on because I'm also long winded. But (laughs) sometimes when you interject and I'm like, go ahead, Travis. And then you're like, well, I was just going to say, I think it's dumb. I'm like, well, that's not worth interjecting for. But I don't know if you're just doing that because you're like, oh, she wants to go quick. I'll just eh, screw my take. If you're going to interrupt, you got to then be like, "It. this is worth it. I'm going to tell you why we can't move on. Have faith in yourself. Conviction. Yeah, have faith in yourself. I'm just going to listen to my stories the in their entirety. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? We're going to let you off the hook on this one, just like your fun fact. All right, well, that's it. We don't have enough time. That's, oh my God, that's it for this week's edition of sports. (laughs) Shout out to Indeed. Uh, Also, shout out to the first draft podcast with Mel Kiper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates. If NFL is your thing, they have everything you need to know for the draft. And if NFL is your thing, and, and you're like, it's too soon, well, then this isn't, just listen to it. Plus, also check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision original series, now streaming only on Disney Plus. Because people who listened to this podcast didn't know about Marvel's WandaVision on Disney Plus. And it's very important that we spend this podcast with significantly less listeners or viewers than WandaVision, a Marvel show on Disney Plus. It's very important I tell you about it. And I think at the end of the most recent episode of WandaVision, they shout out the sports podcast here on ESPN (laughs) podcasts. It's a very mutual relationship that I, for one, appreciate. Although I will say WandaVision needs more Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates. Uh, Big thanks to you guys for listening now. And then just one other time on a different streaming service, uh, let's do Apple Podcasts and ESPN Podcasts. Is that what that's called, ESPN Podcasts? Yep. And uh, or you could always leave us a nice review that I'm not pulling up right now. I already have it. I always forget about this part of the podcast. So I definitely wouldn't forget about this part of the podcast again because that would be super unprofessional. But if you want to leave a review, you can do that because we read them and we love them like this one from GM number 25, which I think means since there's 32 football teams in the National Football League which you would know if you listen to First Draft podcast. Uh, that means that this is the GM of the 2015 team. If anybody knows who that is, just let me know. The podcast is called the review is called Mina. It has five stars and it says thank you for having Mina on your podcast. Love you Mina. I think that's a great review. Five star review. Thank and you, lastly, Dan Snyder. Oh my god, Dan Snyder <laughs> does love Mina cons. <laughs> And lastly, don't forget that you can always love us <laughs> voice mail at 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Travis.
0: Goodbye.
2: Say goodbye, Tina. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mean it.